Lies of P is one of a few games that fans feel deserve more Game Award nominations. Some would even argue it deserves a Game of the Year nomination. In my prediction stream about the Game Awards, I did not anticipate Lies of P getting a lot of nominations because of how it landed with the review outlets. That's not to say that it doesn't deserve it, but the jury process is unlikely to have a game in the low 80s getting enough votes to land up on the Game of the Year podium. So my predictions were largely based off the average scores from the media and the jury process described on the Game Awards website. But when I checked on the Steam user score for Lies of P the other day, I was shocked, but pleasantly surprised to see it holding a 92 and a strong 92 at that. And the last 30 days, it's actually sitting at a 94%. This sent me down a rabbit hole, which makes me want to ask the question, did the critics get this wrong? We call this show that I do here on Reforge Gaming on YouTube, we call this input delay. I try to delay my input on certain topics to gather as much information as I can, and then I want to know what you think. So make sure you're here for the live shows or leave a comment below. I'm your host, Lono, and this will be less about what I think about Lies of P, even though I did enjoy my limited time with it that I had, but it's going to be more about what the general public thinks about this game and why it seems to be so distant and far away from where it landed with the game's media. Now, I put all the good information right here at the beginning of the video. It's a longer video because it is a live stream, so make sure you hit subscribe and the bell button so you don't miss my live shows. Lies of P is holding very impressive review scores from users on at least two of the three platforms that it landed on, but the review outlets, for some reason, did not score it as favorably. This obviously led to less votes in the jury process of the Game Awards, which has fans of the game claiming it was snubbed. We've also heard this from fans of Hogwarts and Starfield, but Lies of P, there is a very clear disparity between the user scores and the review outlets. So the question is, Did the critics get this wrong? So the first thing I want to do is look at what happened. The Metacritic and the Open Critic averages landed in a certain hemisphere. Now this impacted the Game Awards nominations, and I want to look at why outlets were critical or less glowing about the game. Secondly, I want to look at the reaction. Where is the game landing with users on Steam, PS5, and Xbox. I've continued to say that I think the user scores are much more important. The only reason I point to Metacritic and Open Critic with respect to Game Awards is because it's the best barometer for where the game's media landed, and that's likely where votes will end up. I also want to consider why the game is scoring significantly lower on Xbox versus PlayStation 5 and Steam. Lastly, I want to give you my thoughts on this. I really enjoyed the game and I only stopped because of how limited my time is right now. I've got a stronger desire to play other games that have come out. Spider-Man and Mario landed in October, made it tough to play anything else, and I've been enjoying those quite a bit. And, given the game's reception and even some of the balancing changes that they made to Lies of P, I may decide to pick it back up and finish it. So, first, let's just talk about what happened. Lies of P landed on Open Critic with an average of 82, and if you average the three platforms on Metacritic, PS5, Xbox, and PC, you get the same average. You get 82. 
it was 80, 83, and 84 on Metacritic, with Xbox being the highest score of the three. Now, it currently has two nominations at the Game Awards, Best Art Direction and Best RPG. Now, it will likely lose Best RPG to Baldur's Gate 3, along with everybody else in the RPG category. But I believe it has a good chance to win Art Direction. However, Alan Wake 2 may be the frontrunner in that category. The lack of a Game of the Year nomination had a lot of fans asking why it didn't receive one. I remember being somewhat shocked by this, when I looked at Open Critic and Metacritic and the response there, I just assumed the general public was also landing in the mid-80s. And games in the mid-80s don't stand a chance at getting a Game of the Year nomination in 2023. In previous years, maybe, but this year is just too stacked with games in the 90s. It wasn't until I saw the game's score on Steam that I started asking questions. So yesterday, we started looking at what review outlets said about this game, and I can't help but feel a lot of this is unfair or undue criticism. Eurogamer said the following. We'll kick off things with them. They said, constantly being reminiscent of better games doesn't do Lies of P any favors. It's much harder to forgive any shortcomings when everything feels like a from tribute or ripoff. From as in from software. Now, this feels on the surface somewhat ridiculous, and Eurogamer Review is titled Lies of P Review, a decent imitation and never quite matches the real thing. So it seems comparison to other games from From Software is really what frames and drives this review, which in my estimation is not the best way to review a game. Review it on its own merits, not on how it stacks up or how similar it is to other games that you may like. But a trend starts to emerge. It wasn't just Eurogamer that did this. PC Gamer said the following, Lies of P is a competent Souls-like if you can shrug off its flaws. They gave it a 74 out of 100. Metro said a competent facsimile of Bloodborne, but one so completely lacking in new ideas that it can only ever come across as a pale imitation. They gave it a 5 out of 10. VG247 said, There's some enjoyment to be found in Lies of P. Its action is competent but lacks the polish and stir of its contemporaries. Its atmosphere can be engrossing, but it's a hodgepodge of themes and aesthetics you've seen before that never rises above the familiar. They gave it a 2 out of 5. These are the scores that pulled it down. These are not good scores. VG Charts said, Liza P goes from imitating from software's concept to tearing off its skin and wearing it around like a poncho. That's a great image there. They gave it a 6 out of 10. And Power Up said, being inspired by and ripping off is fine and lies of P does not treat it tread it well they give it a three out of five this is just a handful of reviews we just grabbed a smattering okay and you can see the trend it's downright eerie they're even using similar words like the word competent showed up so many times I don't know why they kept saying competent uh, I think that's odd given how much praise I have seen for this game but seeing people giving it 3 out of 5 or 5 out of 10 or 2 out of 5 just seems incredible given where I'm going to show you where it landed on the other platforms from the user scores right there's a big disparity here so let's talk about that what has been the reaction been currently this game has a 92% out of 17,000 reviews on Steam that is 10 points higher than both the average on Open Critic and Metacritic. 10 points. In the last 30 days on Steam, it has a 94 out of 6,000 reviews. Now, let's look at the other platforms. That's Steam, right? You might say, oh, people are bigger fans of those games on Steam or something. PS5, it has a 4.72 out of 5. That's 
uh, 8,000 reviews. That is a 94%. A 4.72 out of 5. That's a 94. So that's even higher than the total Steam score. It's as high as the most recent 30 days that you can see on Steam. Now, Xbox is marketedly lower, okay? It's coming in at a 3.9 out of 5,000 reviews. That's a 78%. I have not seen any evidence of performance issues on Xbox. This game runs fine there. It's lower on Xbox than even Open Critic and Metacritic by four points. So the average of 82 that we saw on Open Critic and Metacritic, Xbox is below that at 78 from the user scores. The user scores on Xbox are 14 to 16 points lower than Steam and PlayStation 5. Now, let's just put aside the comparison to the critics for just a moment. I think we are seeing both the good and the bad of Game Pass in this review score. A lot of people were able to try the game that they might not have given a second glance because it's a Souls-like. But you can also see what that does to the review score. It pulls it down. Many players probably didn't make it very far they gave the game a low score and they uninstalled it again this is a great value to the consumer but developers and publishers might look at this very differently if your game is receiving a 92 and a 94 on other platforms it might not sit well seeing the game get such a low score due to the ability of people being able to try it out on a game subscription that has nothing to do with you this could be more of an indication that games like Lies of P, they're perfect for Game Pass, but also terrible for Game Pass. It's perfect for the user. You get to try it, and if you didn't like it, no worries. You didn't buy the game. But it's not really a good idea, I don't think, for the publisher and developer to have their review score and the optics of their game lowered simply because it landed on Game Pass. Really hard games may want to look at Game Pass differently in the future if this becomes a measurable trend. Now, before giving my thoughts, I do want to say the reason this caught my attention is because maintaining over a 90 on Steam is very tough and very respectable. This game is landing in the exact same pocket of score as Sekiro, Elden Ring, Dark Souls 3. These are sacred FromSoft titles. And Liza P is getting that score from PlayStation 5 and Steam users. It looks like the game got most of its negative user scores in the first week on Steam because of Denuvo. You can actually go and look at the chart. And the first week, they got some, they got a, a chunk. It's not bad, like, by any stretch. The game's still doing great. But in that first week, it was getting kind of beat up over Denuvo. But that has nothing to do with the game. And as time has gone on, you can clearly see the review scores are heavily slanted in the positive. So what do I think? Obviously, this is my opinion. And reviews from the press and the media, they're subjective, okay? My opinion's subjective. Their opinion's subjective. Like, everybody's opinion on this is going to be subjective, okay? But I'm going to say this. I think the critics got this wrong. Much of what we saw in the negative or lower scores were reviews coming from a place of what feels like misplaced from soft fandom. Rather than saying, hey, this is a good or bad Souls-like, the reviews come off like, this is a good game, but because it looks and feels so much like a FromSoft game, I'm going to take points off. I remember seeing a negative review, and it didn't even understand how the perfect block worked for staggering the enemy and getting really, really big damage. So I feel as though Liza P fell victim to unfair expectations that put many in a sort of crossed-armed posture from the very beginning. Well, this looks an awful lot like Bloodborne, so it better be perfect. It better be mind-blowing, or I'm going to take points off. If you look at other games... 
in the game of the year running, their user scores are a lot closer to the media average. But when you look at Lies of P, I can't help but think that this game got a raw deal. If the user scores and the media were closer together, I feel this game would have earned a spot in the game of the year running. It may have actually bumped Alan Wake 2, given that it's the only game up there that isn't in the 90s on Open Critic. If you add up all of the outlets, Alan Wake's at like an 89. It would have possibly slipped out of the game of the year running if outlets would have given Lies of P the similar scores that we're seeing from users. From what I'm hearing, this is not just getting planned DLC, but a planned sequel as well. I just hope this franchise sees better treatment from the media going forward. Because listen, as far as I can tell, the public and the fans love it. Putting it up there with a score next to greats like Sekiro, Elden Ring, and Dark Souls 3. And that, that is something the developers can be proud of. So let me give you my thoughts And my conclusions on this one, this one kind of surprised me because, listen, discussing game reviews in the realm of getting something right or getting something wrong, it can be a bit of a fool's errand, right? Because it is subjective, but I do believe there is such a thing as a bad or a wrong review, especially if it's written by someone who has an agenda. The agenda could be to spin the game and give it fluff, giving it, you know, an eight and a half when everybody else is giving it fives and sixes. It could be an unfair comparison. And in my estimation, Liza P was judged before Pinocchio ever touched a sword. As soon as the game landed in an aesthetic that seemed similar to Bloodborne, I believe they made a fatal error. Not an actual error, but it was a misstep that landed them in a box of unfair comparison. The second thing I want to say is, Souls-like games are certainly rising in popularity. So I don't expect releases like Liza P or Lords of the Fallen to slow down anytime soon. But what I do hope is that if a game lands as strongly as Lies of P, it doesn't get the, quote, copies too much from FromSoft treatment. My conclusion is this. Judge games based on their own merits. Plenty of games mimic or straight-up copy elements of other games that are already out there. It's really difficult to not do that because there's only so much you can do within a genre or within a game type. The question should be, did they do a good or excellent job within the lane or the genre that they place themselves? As an example, Lords of the Fallen currently has a 63% on Steam. So it's clear that Souls-like fans, they're not just hungry for anything that smells like a FromSoft game, like, oh, that's why Eliza P is doing so well. No, the FromSoft fans, the Souls-like fans, they have high standards. And the user score makes it crystal clear. Liza P hits or even exceeds the high standards of the Souls-like crowd. And that, that's something we're celebrating and maybe even defending. And that's the show open. Thank you guys so much for being here. That's a faster show open than usual, but more opinion and, and more based on something that I think is a really, really unique discussion that why on earth of all the games that came out this year why is this one i mean we could have a discussion about like what happened to hogwarts i don't want to have that discussion i don't really see why this game to give it a five out of ten to give it a two out of five i am just i as i read those reviews this morning i was like i i played this game i didn't beat it but i played this game and i I can't imagine giving it a, a score that low especially when again this isn't what about what i think this is about what the general public thinks and the general public is giving this thing really really high praise curious where you guys land on this one make sure you smash that like button make sure you hit subscribe so you can talk in the chat thank you so much for being here on a friday full day for you 
especially if you are a member. We got a hilly hijinks tonight. Make sure you don't miss that. 8 p.m. Eastern. We're going to be playing Lethal Company, having some drinks and laughs. Haven't played with Hilly in a while, and it should be really, really good. Liza P is like John Wick or Stranger Things. Its origins are very derivative on its face, but it became something new on its own. A gifted member from Sneaky Wolf. Han shot first, and so did you. Thank you so much for starting things off right. It's Friday. You guys like to go crazy on Friday. We have about 2,000 members. We're shooting for 2,500 to unlock Community Game Night. We've done it in the past. We recently did a Community Game Night that you guys earned with, uh, we did it with Fortnite, and we'll do it again with whatever you guys want, maybe I think you guys were wanting a Halo community game night, maybe Jackbox, we'll see alright Chad, it's my birthday I want you all to go crazy says Lone Wolf, show open, oh great show open, Lone Lone Wolf with a $5 super chat tip is calling on you guys to go crazy thank you so much Lone Wolf, and kill you with 32 months, welcome back, kill you thank you guys so much for being here it's not it, this is this not a contradiction of your opinion on extraction genre well my concern with the extraction genre being oversaturated is that you need full player pools for games like that to work and if you oversaturate you will end up having a bubble burst like there's only so many people that you need you know to, to, to like for a successful game like Liza P you really just need the first month to be really strong and then you're good to go, right? You got great sales, great consumer reception, and then word of mouth is going to help you continue on. The difficulty with games like Battle Royales or Extraction Shooters is they are reliant upon a full funnel of players, if that makes sense. Nice shirt. Yes, another one from Ripped Apparel. A nice samurai-style shirt with Darth Vader and the two sons. I love this shirt. Absolutely amazing. Link below. Make sure you guys use that uh, shirt command you go to bit.ly and then go to uh, bit.ly forward slash reforge ripped I actually don't think I have it in the description so I'm going to add that right now and if you guys use that link it does support me they have a great great uh collection over there also don't forget Frickmas is back for those of you that are coffee drinkers our holiday blend is back in stock so go to reforgeroast.com get your orders in you guys have been ordering all week my wife and kiddos have been bagging them up and shipping them out to you with those thank you notes Jordan with a gifted member and a five bomb from Lone Wolf he says I'll start us off right now and he's and he's stepping up he says he wants to see a bunch of gifted members for his birthday and he's kicking things off and welcome back to the reforge writer writers room metanoia renewing their membership as a reforge writer guys don't forget you can upgrade to become a reforge writer and you can become a part of the end of the day segment where we write up the next day's shows so make sure you guys do that I doubt Liza P bosses are better than Woe Long. I mean, I would say that that's obviously going to be subjective to the person and what they expect from a boss. Um, the bosses that I have seen and the bosses that I have gone up against in Liza P, I think are awesome. I think from an art direction perspective, they're fantastic. Now, Woe Long, I played the demo and I don't really vibe with those style, like the, the Neo games. You know, it's it just felt too fast. Sekiro is about as fast as I can take it. Sekiro is my favorite Souls-like. I beat that game. I plan to replay it. 
I love Sekiro, but if you go much faster than that, dude, my old man brain can't keep up. I'm just like, no thanks, it's just too fast for me. Severin Evans with a $5 Super Chat tip says, huge Souls fan here, Bloodborne's still my personal favorite. Liza P is a great game, if you haven't finished it, you should. Many ending variations. I definitely am putting this now back in my backlog, because I was like... I just, it like, I was loving it, and then I got into that area with the damage over time liquid, and it got on me, and it hurts your sword and everything else, and I was like, you know what? I was like, I'm just gonna go play these other games that have come out. Like, it just wasn't hitting me. I was loving it up until that point. I need to go back. The boss where I kind of stalled out, I guess they went back and rebalanced him. I guess he was having some issues. So maybe I was experiencing some of that. I don't know. The specific boss that uh, that I was getting kind of frustrated with was the one with, that they they went back and they did some things with. Uh, check Steam database. Percentage shown in the picture. Percentage of positive reviews. Would this be the review score? Right, I mean, Hogwarts maintaining a 90 on Steam is actually very impressive given the sheer volume of reviews. Yes, that's actually very impressive as well. Um, Five Bomb from Rob V. He says, all right, guys, let's get the member train going. He says, Lone Wolf asked for it, and let's do it. This is a good day to go crazy with Gifteds, guys. It'll be a smaller group. It'll be the more loyal fans that show up on a Friday because we start a little bit later, and this is not some big, broad topic. It's a little bit more of a narrow topic, but I did want to cover this and talk about this with you. Demo's not the full game, obviously. I didn't say that it was. I played it, and I could just tell that it wasn't going to be my kind of game. Like, I've played demos before, and you can just tell typically in the first couple of hours whether or not a game's going to vibe with you. I don't accept this notion that you need to put five or ten hours into a game before you can decide whether or not you're going to enjoy it. I I just, I think that that's silly. I I don't, I've never played a game that I was like, yeah, I, I didn't like the first four hours, but in the fifth hour, I fell in love. Now, I've certainly had my opinion of games change from good to great if I spend more time with them. That happened with me with Returnal. I thought Returnal was a good game. It turned into a great game once I actually had a full, complete run through. I beat uh, Biome 6 boss this morning. I saved it last night. I didn't want to play it before bed. So I did another complete run through. Kind of bummed that I thought you got this more story by doing that. Apparently you get more story by finding these shards. I, I guess I, I was acting on bad intel. I still unlocked a bunch of cool new things. So I still enjoyed my time with it. But I was like, oh, I thought I was going to get more story. So Because I think the story in that game is very, very cool. Zubair with a gifted membership and says, this was for Lone Wolf. Keep your hands off of it, Lono. Okay, th- that, that's not for me. So I'm not going to touch that gifted membership. Thank you so much, Zubair. Bear. My biggest gripe with lies is many of the attacks are hard to line up with the visual cues. Other than that, it's great. Well, this is what I want to know from from you guys about this. When a review outlet does the comparison thing, how much do you think that comparison that comparison should play a factor? Right? It's like they're. I think it's fine to say, oh, hey, this is a driving game or this is a fighting game or this is a Souls-like game. So you're going to judge it within the genre, which means you will potentially then make those comparisons. But this felt different. It felt like the reviews that were especially negative were like, oh, it's too much like FromSoft or, oh, I just, I was expecting it. I don't know. It just, it felt like they were constantly pitting it against the fact that 
it mimicked or copied things from FromSoft games. It's like, yeah, okay, so it, it, it literally has a 92 or a 94. It's in the same hemisphere of score on Steam as Sekiro, Elden Ring, and Dark Souls 3. Like, come on, that's that's saying something, isn't it? Isn't that? Liza P was great, but I'm definitely burned out on the Souls-like games. Yeah, I remember when I played Assassin's Creed, like, 1, 2, Brotherhood. Like, when I got to Revelations, I had to take a break. Like, you can play too much of a certain game type or franchise and kind of burn yourself out. And Souls-likes are certainly... I did that. I remember I played through Dark Souls 3, then I played through Sekiro, and I did all that leading up to Elden Ring. Then I put it, like, 130 hours into Elden Ring... And even now, I'm still kind of feeling the, the, the results of that. I'm like, yeah, you know, I'd, I'd rather play something a little bit laid back than, than dive into a, a really brutal Souls-like. And I mean, I was really enjoying Lies of P. I really was. I didn't walk away because I wasn't having fun. It just was like, yeah, you got to be in the mood for it, right? Like, I love heavy metal. I love really, really aggressive music. But sometimes I'm just like, I don't want to listen to that right now. You kind of have to be in the mood for it. Someone that has multiple runs in Wolong and 100 hours in Lies of P. Wolong demo boss is one of the hardest in the game, but Lies has elements from Soft can learn from. Yeah, Aerodimus, they were acting like that this game's just a straight ripoff of from Soft games, and I feel like that's extremely unfair. A five spot, another five gifted, I'm sorry, another five super chat from Severn Evans. Even by the comparison to a Souls game, Lies comes across more of a love letter to the fans than a cheap imitation or a cash grab. It's a good one. I agree with you. Joker Quinn with a gifted member. Thank you so much. Taking it to 14 out of 25. Guys, every 25 members, I gift five. Thank you guys so much for being here today. Make sure you're smashing that like button. If you want to talk in the chat and weigh in on this one, hit subscribe. Subscribing is totally free. And uh, right now we're working on a member goal. Let's see how close we are to it. Uh, We've actually dropped back down again to 1,800. So we're going to need to really, really scramble to get back to 2,000 and then to 2,500. Anytime I go out of town, there's a lot of renewals that haven't happened yet. So we'll probably have a big resurgence next week. That's common. Like there's been times where I'll wake up in the morning and I'm like, where did I get a couple hundred members from? It's typically people renewing. So anytime we roll over into a new month and I've been out of town, that's totally fine. Don't sweat that. We will be able to hit those goals. I have no doubt. A bunch of people will probably come surging back in uh, next week. Thank you so much uh, for doing that again, Joker Quinn. It went to Dexter Deflexer. And Omar says, I was eating my baked potato and I went back. Worst creature. <laughs> I will play Lies of Peace as Mr. B, but I haven't yet. And it seems to me like it lacks in build variety exploration compared to FromSoft. I could be wrong. Um... From what I have seen and heard from the people that love it, it actually has a lot of build variety. There's a lot of different things you can do. Now, as far as exploration goes, I don't necessarily know if that's what... When I played Dark Souls 3 and Sekiro, there is exploration, but not to the degree that you experience it in like an Elden Ring. Like, what kind of exploration are you looking for? Do you want it to be like a Dark Souls 3? Because I feel like it really... It felt a lot like that, like the winding paths and the shortcuts and the, and the, you know, climbing up and looking for ways around and then looping back through and looking for your, well, they're not, they're not bonfires, but you know what I'm saying. You're looking for bonfires. Are you trying to say that media reviews are biased by the broad exposure reviewers have to games and genres? Normal players lacking that information are, le- are less likely to criticize. 
I don't even know if it's that though, Zubair. I would imagine a lot of the people that played Lies of P on Steam and gave it a good review have played like a lot of other Souls games. Uh, Eugene says its build variety is in line with Bloodborne and Sekiro. Okay, yeah, I mean, I've seen a lot of people, you know, saying and putting clips up and stuff, and I was like, it looks like you can play in a lot of different ways. Liza P is good, the combat's great, which is the thing that most FromSoft clones get wrong. The level design is, like, knockoff FromSoft, though. Like, there are checkpoints, but they are just connecting hallways. Okay, okay. Yeah, the Eurogamer took issue with the level design. There was at least one or two other reviews I saw that took issue with the level design. I... I don't know. I, I've always felt like the level design in these games is meant to be winding, you know, interconnecting, and somewhat frustrating. Like, it's kind of designed to be that way, and I didn't feel like this game stepped out of that. Obviously, I didn't play the entire game, so maybe the more you play, maybe the more people might think that. But I would imagine, wouldn't that affect its user score? Like, if, if the average Souls-like fan thought that, I don't, I don't know if it... Would it, wouldn't that take points off? Like, it's scoring so well with the users, that seems like they would take an issue with that. Severin Evans with a $5 Super Chat tip says, In Lies of P, the build variation comes from custom-built weapons in Human versus Puppet Path. It's very different. It's not just mechanical like Souls. Yeah, I remember the first couple times I tinkered around with the weapon combinations. I thought that. I was like, wow, this could kind of go anywhere. Like, you could really do a lot of different things here making it tough to know what's what's better and what's not but knowing souls players i'm sure they've done a lot of experimentation and found what what weapons can do different things for different builds like what stats that you want to invest in you know i remember the first time i played dark souls 3 i had so many people in chat they're like do this use this weapon and use that build and it uh commonly commonly feels like that is an area of you know enjoyment for people that like souls games is to pick apart the weapons and find you know find the best path if you like heavy if you like fast if you like you know to parry more yeah do we yeah the claymore uh, the classic claymore moment where i kept getting told to go get the claymore to an extent every game should be reviewed on its own merit says mr anderson lots of games nowadays all feel somewhat samey but don't the same comparisons they don't get the same comparisons that people do with from soft yeah i mean we were looking at some uh game trailers yesterday during the pc gaming show and there were some rogues that are going to implement turn-based mechanics you can like the one looked really cool you could like determine your path and that was the turn-based aspect and these other guys were choosing the enemy was you know reacting or whatever but then you're like down in the game and actually running around and playing the rogue and I thought that was really creative, but at the same time, they're just blending two different mechanics. Does that make sense? Like, I, I think you're going to get to a point where you go to play video games and there is going to be like this feeling of, yes, of course, this game is going to do X, Y, and Z because it's in this genre. And that's fine. I, I wonder if people are experiencing either franchise fatigue or or genre fatigue where they're like yeah I just I you know you've played so if you played so many rogues or so many souls games you might get to a point where the next time you boot one up it starts to do what those games 
tend to do and you're like ah here we go again and that's not necessarily an indication that the game's not any good it could be an indication that you're at a point where maybe you need to take a you know a bit of a break from from the game right who was the claymore game no i wasn't omar no omar was trying to tell me to do something in sekiro and i was agitated and i was like shut up omar (laughs) there are rogue city builders out there people are trying all kinds of things um, Elden Ring producer says the DLC will be a little while yet and it compares it to Bloodborne really hmm. sure they do they don't think uh, you don't think Sonic get compared to Mario just heard yesterday how Sonic Superstar sales were lower than expected because of Mario yeah I remember looking at those two games it was uh, Sonic Superstars and then Super Mario Brothers Wonder and wondering if one was going to step on the other obviously Mario being the bigger game and the bigger you know franchise but you know the idea of a return to form a return to being more of a classic rendition and then you know and then the four player co-op I haven't played Liza P Liza P yet because I'm not in the mood for the genre yeah, like, you have to be in the mood. Like, I took a break from Returnal, and then I was replaying it this week and just absolutely loving it. I died twice in Biome 5, and usually that would really irritate me, but it's like, when I'm loving it and I'm in the mood for Returnal, it's like, alright, let's let's go back to Biome 4. I love Biome 4 anyway. It's like my favorite. <laughs> I absolutely love it. The only thing I hate in Biome 4 are the turrets with the beams. I friggin' hate those things, dude, because they'll be aiming at me, and I'll go to peek out, and I'm like, is it done yet? And it hits me in the head. I have friggin' turrets with the beams, but I love Biome 4. I love the music, I love the tone, I love the setting, I love the boss. It's just fantastic. It's fantastic. Yo, Mike on the mic coming in with a gifted member and sets up an easy 10-bomb dunk 15 out of 25. Nice layup there, Mike on a mic. We'll see if anybody takes the bait. Lone Wolf said it's his birthday and he wants a bunch of gifted members for his birthday. Let's get a bunch of people in so they can sample hilly hijinks tonight. Which sounds stupid, says Omar, but was the solution. The only reason I actually said something, because it's unintuitive. Right. It was just like, it was like the seventh person to say it. And I was just like, shut up, Omar. I was like, I know. I know what to do. Uh, Eugene says, I'm a grumpy, narcissistic a-hole. Oh, yeah, yeah, there you go. That's why. Eugene, why you always got to make your gaming choices all about you? That's right. Returnal's goaded. It's really fun. There's more than two biomes. Uh, there's six. One through three, and then that gets you a checkpoint. And then from that point on, you always start at four until you until you beat it. And even after you beat it, it, it keeps starting you at four. And then if you want to start all the way over, you I think you have to do something. You have to do something in the ship, don't you? I forget. It's been a really long time I, since I've reset the game. Um, yeah, charge the sword. That's right. Playing Neo Two now, it's a good example of a Souls game that presents a brand new way of doing combat. Yeah, I think when it comes to Souls games as well they've gone through a lot of evolution so if you play the newer ones it can make it a little bit more difficult like i remember when i went back to the demon souls remake i was so accustomed to the fluidity of elden ring i had a hard time going back to the demon souls remake it just felt clunky like it's a beautiful game it's a beautiful remake right 
Hey, Lono, I'm out for dinner. Oh, he's trying to say something. Another gifted member from Rock and Robin. Thank you so much, guys. A little bit of a member train here. You guys can single gift member train all the way to wherever we want to go. We've done that before, man. You guys can definitely keep that up. What did you think imbue meant? I don't, I don't know. I, I didn't know. I Imbue felt like I was just supposed to use it, you know? Imbue it. Charge it. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I missed the last three minutes of Lono talking because I'm entranced with the Eugene and Zubair convo. Love Neo, but you gotta love loot. Can't wait to see Housemark's new game. Oh man, I know. I would love a sequel. I don't know if we're ever gonna get a sequel to Returnal. I think they're just gonna leave. I, I have this weird feeling they're gonna leave it as a as a standalone and never go back to it. Silver Subaru with 34 months of membership and a VIP. Happy Friday. Can't wait for some hilly tonight. Thank you, Silver Subaru. Appreciate you so, so much. Eugene probably OD'd on AC6. (laughs) Jump on her head at symbol. Jump on her head at symbol. Right. I think that's why you got told to shut up because you were doing it in all caps. Silver Subaru gives some membranes. Come on, guys. Many hands make light work. We can do this. We don't need big member bombs. Let's do this with singles. The 3D audio in Returnal is insane. Really isn't. It really is enjoyable. I gotta tell you, looking at the looking at this Liza P and the reviews and and going and doing the research, like, I really suddenly got a hankering. I was like, I think I want to go. I'm going to go back and play this game, you know? I, it's so hard for me to play games like this in the evenings because I have such a short window. I'd rather play something where I know I can make progress. And there are times where you're going to sit down and play a boss and you're not going to make progress. You're going to play him for an hour and be like, okay, I got a little bit further, but I didn't win. You know, I didn't beat him. I don't know if I did it in all caps, but I was for sure telling you to jump on her head. I'm looking at your stinking screenshot right now. <laughs> it's it's in caps. <laughs> uh, we got the screenshot in Discord. Oh yeah, fuzzy. Yeah, fuzzy just put it in the Discord. You're putting it all caps, dude. That's why you got told to shut up. It's like I looked at chat and I saw all his caps from you. Like jump on her head, jump on her head. I'm like, shut up, Omar. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I also preface it with kindness about being unintuitive and I didn't want to backseat. Yeah, well, I probably didn't see that. You know, I was seething. You know, <laughs> Lona, when you eventually build your 4090 rig, go replay Returnal on PC. The graphics step up is absurd. Yeah, it's it's such a fun game to start over, but then you don't have any of the cool stuff. Like you don't have Ted, you don't have your um, your grapple. I just got the boots last night. I can walk in the red stuff now. You know, I don't know how I missed that. It's like right there. You just unlock the door, and it's like, how did I never open this door? This man refuses to play Armored Core Six because he doesn't have time. Meanwhile, it's the best structured game for his time. Uh. I don't know. I think I would. I think I would enjoy. I, I enjoyed Liza P more than Armored Core Six. I played them both. I played Liza P more, but I think I would like. I think I would like Liza P more because it's more similar to Sekiro, and Sekiro is my favorite. I'm sorry to say this. Jump on her head. <laughs> there it is. I come with the cliffs. Thank you, Fuzzy. Tell him. Show him. You're sitting here spamming it in all caps. 
15 months from Graydon. Just jumped in. Happy Friday, y'all. Six shirt, Lono. Keep up the great work. Yeah, if you guys have been liking my shirts both today and yesterday, this one is from Ripped Apparel. There's a link below in the description. You can use the shirt command. Nice Samurai Darth Vader shirt. You can do uh, bit.ly forward slash reforge ripped and a five bomb from Graydon he says come on let's go boys let's get that member count back let's at least get it back to 2000 we're down at about 1800 we can get it back to 2000 we will uh we will be uh doing some streams tonight with Hilly and you guys don't want to miss that Chris, go, yeah. I don't really care to hear about anything about that, so I just went ahead and deleted your message. That's not even a concern of mine or the topic today. Fuzzy needs to work for the CIA. How'd you go back and get that exact moment in real time? He probably clipped it a really long time ago. It's funny, dude. (laughs) We have the receipts with the video. That's right. We have the receipts. Ugh. Tried to shorten a couple times, couldn't get it in. The retag was my last shot at getting the idea out there. Okay, hang on, hang on, hang on. Let's see your idea. I don't know that the critics got it wrong per se. So Alapark's talking about Lies of Peace. Let's kind of bring it back to Lies of P. That's today's topic after all. Like we're too off talking about everything else. He says, it probably lines up with the average gamer. The game scored in the low to mid 80s, which to me says it's a good game, but not excellent. Xbox scores lines up with the critics for the most part. From what I've seen, because it was on Game Pass, a lot of folks there tried a Souls game for the first time. On the other hand, folks on PlayStation and Steam would be purchasing the game. You're going to get a larger portion of players that are fans of Souls games. The higher scores landing here makes me think that if you're a fan of Souls games, this is a good one. The critic and the Xbox scores tell me if I never played one before, maybe try something else. Here's where I do not think you are correct, Alapark. All of the reviews we saw that were negative were clearly people who were extremely familiar with FromSoft games because that's where all the negativity came from. They were constantly comparing it to FromSoft games, saying it copied too much, saying it was too much like these other games. They they were basically saying it's too much of a mimic. They weren't saying I'm having a hard time or this is really unfamiliar, which to a certain degree, I think if you're unfamiliar with fighting games or FromSoft game or whatever, and then you review it, I think your review is going to be really slanted, especially when the game is extremely hard. But I think their incessant comparisons makes your statement and your in, in your 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 opinion or your judgment on this. I don't think you're you're accurate in what you're saying. I get why you I, I like I actually think you could say well maybe it's a better representation of the product because when someone who doesn't like a game tries it and you know da 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 okay cool that's now letting people know they might not want to play it if they've never played. But the problem with that is is that is that a judgment of the game's quality? So, let's say I boot up Street Fighter 6, and I'm not very good at fighting games, and I get my butt kicked, and I give it one star. Am I actually adequately giving a review of the game and an accurate representation of the game's quality, or is this, like, I'm not a fighting guy, so one star well that's helpful to someone who doesn't like fighting games and will also die and will also stop playing very quickly but outside of that it's not serving the purpose of of judging the game's quality review outlets are not meant to be like i played the game for an hour didn't like it so i gave it a bad score that that's and that's not what the review outlets were doing 
Eugene says, I agree with that to a degree. As far as users go, go, Souls was born on the PlayStation. A very large portion of the Souls fans are PlayStation owners. And we do know the Souls games have also done well on Steam and PC. If you look at Elden Ring, Sekiro, and Dark Souls 3, they have, you know, high numbers of reviews and have done quite well. So, I, yeah, that could be an aspect. I mean, listen, I said in my show open that the reason the game scored lower on Xbox has nothing to do with Xbox. Like, it's not like it's running poor over there or anything. It's because a greater proportion of people were able to try the game and then they likely died and gave it a bad score and were like, I don't like this kind of game or I don't like this game or this game sucks. And that is both great for the user. That's an amazing value to the user because they got to try a game they ordinarily wouldn't have tried out. But that's also kind of bad because it's like, well, now the game, anybody that goes to get that game in the Xbox store is going to be like, well, this game doesn't look like it did very well, a 78%. I, that's not very strong. You know, I have my friends telling me it's a great game. Well, you're not getting an accurate assessment of the game's quality. You're getting a bunch of low scores from people who probably played for an hour, if that. You know what I'm saying? Like, you can play a game for one to two hours and figure out if it's a game you're going to enjoy. If you play a game for one to two hours, you can't give like an actual substantive summary of its quality. Be like, here, let me give it a score. Like, if I play a game for an hour or two and I decide that it's not for me and let's say I get a refund on Steam, I would not go and review the game. That doesn't make any sense. I would say, I didn't I didn't play it enough to do that. I'm telling you, no, uh, give me my money back. This game's not for me. You think 3.9 out of 5 isn't a good score? No, a 78% is not a very good score. No. No, anything below an 80, I'm going to start to wonder why it's that low. Cliffo, when it has a 94 on PlayStation and a 92 on Steam, 78%? That's 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 14 to 16 points lower. That yes, I wouldn't say that's a very good score. When you have games landing in the mid 80s and 90s and those are considered good to great games, once you drop below that, I'm going to be like, what's going on here? You know, if, if you see a product on Amazon with slightly lower than four stars, and then you see other things with like four and a half to almost five stars, which product are you going to buy? Are you going to say, well, you know, a 78% or a 3.9, that's not bad. What, you know, no one's saying it's awful. We're just saying it's not very good. Right? I'm not saying it is a terrible bad it got review bomb score I'm saying that's just not a very good score Liza P is a rock solid 9 in my opinion Um, that's generally what the public seems to think it runs well on the S yeah I don't think it got a low score on Xbox because of performance issues I said during the monologue the user scores of people who play for 30 minutes and quit is part of the value destructive nature of game pass Right, like if I'm a publisher and I'm a developer and I've got and I've got a game that's like really challenging, I don't know if I want to put it on Game Pass. You'll obviously buy the higher rated thing, but the 3.9 is not a bad score. Right, but you're creating a that's that's called a false that's called a false binary. I'm not saying that well, a 78% is awful. A 78% is bad. I'm saying that's not very good. Do you see the difference? Like, you can say 
Yep, 78%. It's not very good. I'm not saying it's bad, don't buy it. I'm saying that's not a very good score. And also, you're not entering the discussion. You're having an external discussion. I'm not talking about where do we think a 78 is on the spectrum of descriptive adjectives that we would use for games. Is it good? Is it bad? Is it awful? Is it mediocre? That's not the discussion. The reason that I highlighted the Game Pass... I'm sorry, not the Game Pass score. The Xbox score was to point out that it fell below what the media thought. The media is below what PS5 and Steam users think, and Xbox fell below that. Funny enough, Liza P has its best average from the media on Xbox on Metacritic. It has an 84. That's where it lands the highest. Its average is 82 on OpenCritic, and its average is 82 on Metacritic when you when you average them all out. But when you look per platform, it has its highest score on Xbox. Don't you think that's interesting? Why is it getting a higher score from the review outlets of Xbox, but then the users are giving it a 78? So I'm not saying... I'm not, I'm not pointing to the 78 to say it's a bad score, that's indication the game's bad. I'm saying this is marketedly lower than PS5 and Steam. What would be the cause of that? What would be the cause of that? Why would that happen? A 78 isn't bad. When so- someone has to drop 50 to $70 on it, it's a potential deterrent. Watching a movie that gets a 78 for free or a few bucks is one thing. Purchasing a game is another. Zubair says the Xbox score is valid for all the people that have access to game through Game Pass. A smaller part of the general population will like the game. More general public has access to Xbox. Yeah, I mean, and again, I that's why I kind of agreed with Aloe Park, but I ultimately didn't agree with Aloe Park. Like, sure, you could say that's a more general public average Joe Gamer score which is helpful for somebody to decide whether or not they should get it. That's the value of Game Pass, right? You might never even look at a game like Liza P, but if it's on Game Pass, you'd be like, well, let me try it out. Well, that seemingly lowered the score, which kind of hurts the optics of the game on that platform. Think about that for a second. Do you really want your game in the store on that platform with a 78 when it's getting a 92 and a 94 elsewhere and you're like well I mean not only are we not going to sell that much because we're on game pass but if we ever come off of game pass guess what we we tanked our review score over there we, we it, it dropped by 14 points because we allowed so many people to try it this is why I have said this is why I have said that I believe game trials would be a great way to foster good value to the consumer you could try the game and if you like it you would then buy it so then you have a very good focused amount of people buying the game and they're very satisfied and your review scores would probably be quite good because all the people that don't like the game they're not going to review it why they played a trial they played a demo they didn't they didn't play your actual game they tried it out and now they're an informed consumer and now they're not going to buy it. That's great. What that does is it protects the developer and the consumer at the same time. 
The consumer is protected from buying a game that they're not going to like. The developer is protected from a bunch of people lowering their review score because they tried it for 45 minutes and then said, no, I don't like this. I'm going to give it one star. And that's why I think game trials, it's a more harmonious, more symbiotic relationship. Not only does it help the developer get good exposure, it helps Game Pass have value. That's good for Xbox. It helps the developer get exposure. It helps the consumer because the consumer gets to try games before buying them. Everybody wins in that exchange. Right now, with the way it's set up, a game like Lies of P, they get a check for being on Game Pass. But what they trade, I think might not be worth it now that's my opinion the developer might think differently the publisher might think differently but from my perspective it would be far better to land on game pass as a trial and then guess what all the people that gave it four and five stars would have probably bought it and then the game's score would be better you'd have more satisfied customers and then all the people that tried it for 45 minutes to an hour and didn't like it they're still in the same value funnel They've not lost any value. They've not lost any of what ga- makes Game Pass great. Think about it. Like what what's the what's the point of Game Pass if not to just constantly expose you to games to try? That's like one of the main points of it, is it not? And when we look at the achievement percentages, it seems that many people use it for that. That's great. That's not a negative thing. It's a negative thing when it's it's damaging it's damaging the consumer to business relationship and creating this very tenuous relationship of well i mean i played your game for 30 minutes and i'm i gave it a bad score personally personally i don't think you should be able to review a game you didn't purchase i don't know You don't own it. You didn't buy it. You played it for 10 minutes. You played it for a minute. For all intents and purposes, you could probably review the game and never open it. Because as far as the storefront is concerned, you own it. Quote, you own it. (sighs) That seems kind of silly, right? Think of it like this. When you refund a game on Steam, your score doesn't go into the average. Right? If you play a game for 45 minutes on Game Pass and uninstall it, that's as good as a refund on Steam. You've not you've not done anything. You've not paid any money. You're not out any money. You just that's a that's a value that you get on Game Pass and then you just get to tank some game score. That seems weird. <laughs> you know? Do the Steam refund policy for Game Pass reviews? Right, like if they don't exceed two hours and they uninstall it. Yeah, you you gave one star. We're not going to count that in the average, though. How many of those one-star reviews barely played the game, uninstalled it within the hour, and they're just dragging the score down? You know what I mean? I was actually thinking we shouldn't be allowed to review games on Game Pass. Yeah, I mean, I'm not trying to say anything about people on Game Pass. I have and I use Game Pass. Right? RoboQuest. I keep recommending this game. Try out RoboQuest on Game Pass. If you like shooters like Borderlands and you like rogues, you need to try out RoboQuest. 
Try it out right now. If you don't have Game Pass or Xbox, it's on Steam for like 10 bucks. Get it, man. Support those devs. Super cool game. I'm continuing to try to spread the word about that game. Um, one out of ten, I couldn't get out of the train car. <laughs> AOZ says, no, Game Pass players shouldn't be able to review the game until they have a monetary investment into the game. Yeah, I, 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 I think I agree with that. I don't know. What do you guys think? Should people be able to review the game if they didn't buy it? And, I mean, they didn't, they didn't even exceed two hours, right? They played it for 30 minutes. Do you really think that that's somebody that should be able to leave a review score of the game? They don't let you leave a review score on Steam that they do, but it doesn't count in the average if you refunded it. You hit an hour, hour and a half, refund the game, not in there. You don't, you don't count towards the average. The Xbox review process is 100% broken, says Vengeance. If it's on Game Pass, you don't even need to download the game to review it. Yeah, see, that's ridiculous. That doesn't even make any sense. Rather play Tiny Tina Wonderland over RoboQuest. It's like $20 now if you like Borderlands. Yeah, that's what I was saying, though. If you're in the mood for a rogue, it's also co-op. You can play RoboQuest with somebody else. Excuse me. Xbox already knows who bought games and who plays games via Game Pass. Wouldn't be hard to implement at all. You gotta buy it to review it or on Game Pass hit 10 to 20 hours. I think if you exceed 2 to 3 hours, you should be able to review it. Like, if you if you had a bad time or it's glitchy or it's buggy or whatever and you put in the time, like, I mean, I think if you fall below 2 to 3 hours that review is not extremely valuable. Like I said, I can determine whether or not I myself am going to enjoy a game within roughly 2 hours. That doesn't mean I should be allowed to review it. It just means I determined I didn't like this game. Like, you know, I've played some Metroidvanias over the years, and if they're not fluid enough, and they don't feel as good as the two Ori's in Hollow Knight or Sundered, I'm like, it's too rigid. But after an hour, I'm not going to be like, one out of five stars, it's not fluid enough. Like, that's a crap, that's not a good review. Yeah, Gunfire Reborn, I've heard, is really fun too. It's really fun too. If they're playing on Game Pass, they should be required to have at least three hours played before they can leave a review. Yeah, because I think what you're trying to do, if you're thinking of playing Lies of P, do you really want a bunch of people dissuading you from playing it who played it for 30 minutes? Who played it for 45 minutes? Like, do you know what I'm saying? There's people in the mix that have played Lies of P on Game Pass, and they've played for 5, 6, and 10 hours. Wouldn't you want to hear from them? Right? Wouldn't you, wouldn't you want to say, well, I'm going to make my decision based off of what they think, not what people who bailed really quickly think. Like, is that really communicating anything to you? Other than maybe communicating to you, like, hey, if you don't like Souls-likes... You're not going to like this one either. You know what I'm saying? Like, it doesn't seem like it really has... It doesn't really hold value or or good communication. Like, what is it communicating? Gamers know that lies is great, even the casuals. I don't know about that. I think casuals would struggle with it. It's a tough game. Yo, it's good, Broken Lobo. I played Lies of P, and it wasn't my jam... But I would have never given it a review, says Kirk. That's the simplest solution, I agree. Xbox scores and Game Pass scores. Oh, now that would be interesting. 
Eugene says, seeing how Game Pass users see it as valuable, I wouldn't want to lose that. Would want to see them separated. That'd be really interesting. Like, the Game Pass score and the people who purchased it score. Like, how different it would be. I missed the stream. I'm loving Liza P. Well, let me give you guys a quick summary. We're about an hour into the broadcast. Do me a favor. Let's smash the like button. Let's hit 200 likes that way. Uh, It'll help out this video, especially once I'm not live. If you're watching the past broadcast, I'm no longer live. Do me a favor. Leave a comment below. I'd love to hear your opinions, your thoughts on this. Make sure and smash that like button. Uh, Help us hit 25. Help us get back to 2,000 members. We're about 150 members away from hitting 2,000. And then next week, we can work on 2,500. So let me give you a bit of a recap. So... I, in my predictions about the Game Awards, I was shocked when people thought Lies of P would get a bunch of nominations because I said, listen, if you look at the aggregate score of Lies of P on Open Critic and Metacritic, it didn't land high enough. Game of the Year games are all in the 90s. Lies of P landed in the low 80s. Now, I didn't go look into why people thought that. I didn't. Actually... I feel like we covered this and people got mad at me. I'm trying to remember. I feel like we covered this. And I had people giving me grief because of my thumbnail. I feel like it was this game. Let me see. Lies of P. Reviews are mixed. That is what I said in my thumbnail on September the 18th. Right? And (laughs) I had a lot of people get really angry. And it's like, if you hear the reviews I read this morning, there were outlets giving it 5 out of 10, 2 out of 5, right? 70, 72, 73, not great scores. The reviews are mixed. That's why it's at an 82, okay? Well, I didn't think anything of it. I thought maybe it, you know, it being a first game, maybe it was struggling, maybe it wasn't as good, whatever. Like, I played it and I thought it was great, but I didn't play it enough to, like, give it a substantive score. I didn't think anything of it at the time. Well, then I went, somebody somebody said that, I think somebody either posted a tweet or a picture or something, and I was like, wait, it has a 92 in Steam? I was like, huh? So, I went and I looked. And I said, it has a 92 on Steam and a 94 in the last 30 days. Well, I then went and looked on my PlayStation 5, and it has a 94 on the PlayStation 5. Now, it has a 78% on Xbox. We've been kind of talking about how that's likely a result of Game Pass. Lots of people tried it, didn't like it, gave it a low score. That's not a big deal, unless, of course, you're the developer and you don't like seeing that. That's a great value to the consumer to be able to try a game they ordinarily wouldn't try. I'm not saying that's a negative. I'm just saying that's kind of an outlier. So I asked the question, why is the game getting 10 to 12 points higher from the users than from the review outlets? So we went and we looked at the reviews. And the more negative reviews that we found, there was a trend that emerged. They were all comparing it to FromSoft games. They were all comparing it to or claiming that it copied far too much of what FromSoft had already done. And... I don't think that's a fair way to judge a game. (laughs) Like, is it bad? Is it sloppy? Does it not work? Or is it you think it's too similar? Well, that's taking points off for that seems kind of backwards to me. Thanero says, one of my favorite things this year is an indie game called Thirsty Suitors. 
because of this it got review bombed into oblivion uh xbox needs to include playtime thank you for the ten dollar super chat tip thanaros i appreciate that i disagree i think it is just the massive asian community on playstation it's pretty obvious I'm not sure I understand. What do you think about the fact that I think PlayStation traditionally has a larger Western presence than an Asian presence, but why would you think that the the Asian community on PlayStation has anything to do with this? Like, what, what are you referring to? Also, it's doing great on Steam in, in my language. Now, you can include the global score, and it's still doing just as great, but I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't see any reason to think that it's not doing well with, you know, Westerners or... Not like non-Asian players. It should be compared to FromSoft. Elden Ring is a ten, so Liza P cannot be facts. That's not facts. That's subjective opinion, and that area of measurement is not how we judge games. That doesn't make any sense. So you think because one game achieves excellence, any other game in that genre? must be lowered score automatically or or everything should be compared to it so you think that right now Baldur's Gate 3 is for all intents and purposes almost a 10 out of 10 game like a 9.5 out of 10 game RPG so do you think every RPG henceforth should be compared to Baldur's Gate 3 and subsequently always have points taken away is that what you think or are you being are you being hyperbolic? You think that? Hmm. I don't think I agree with that. I think you judge a game based on its own merits. You, if we're always judging games and saying, "Well, hang on a minute," this game was a ten, so we have to judge everything against this game. I I don't feel like that's how we review games. At least I don't think that's how we should review games. Now, obviously, that's my opinion. But I don't think we should go to every Souls game and say, "Hey, hey, hey, hey!" You should. You, you, we have to go to every Souls games and judge it against uh, Elden Ring. What? That I don't think that seems like the appropriate way to assess something's quality. Every survivor horror game from this point on should have to be compared to Resident Evil 4 Remake and Alan Wake 2. You think Liza P is good? Yeah, I did. I liked it. I didn't stop playing it because I thought it was bad. I just was not in the mood. Like, I got to a certain point and I was like, I'm just not in the mood for this right now. Like, I was loving Perfect Block. I got into the area with the liquid and I was just like, ugh. Everybody dreads liquid in those games. Everybody dreads, you know, damage over time. You know? And it was just like, some people love it. They love the punishing aspect of it. And I was just like, I gotta be in the mood for that. I gotta be in the mood for a rogue, and I, you know I'm currently in the mood for a rogue, so I've been playing Returnal a lot. And eventually, I'll get kind of out of the mood for the rogue, and then I think I want to go back to Lies of P because they and they also rebalanced the boss that was irritating me. Like he was, he was particularly frustrating, and I was just like, yeah, I'm just not in the mood for this right now. Like I'm very casual when it comes to games. Like Sekiro is my favorite FromSoft game, but I was also able to play that live. And that allowed me to put in really long play sessions. And right now, I can't do that. So I've got to play a game in like 45-minute spurts. That makes it hard to play a Souls game. So. 
Uh, what an ignorant comment about PlayStation playership being driven by Asian markets. Did, wait, did he actually say that? He actually thinks that? I don't think that's statistically true. I think I thought that at a time. I thought that that Sony being uh, its home market, uh, its indigenous market being Japan, that like it did very well with the Asian and the Japanese market, but I think it actually is has a stronger presence in the West. James says, well, yes, for the 10 scores. A game cannot be 10 unless it is great as other 10s in the same genre. I just am curious, how would you compare a game like Lies of P, James? I want to know how you would do this. How would you compare Lies of P to Elden Ring? I feel like the similarities are there, but I don't feel like there's enough. I feel like you're going to run out of similarities and you're, what are you going to start taking points off because, oh, it's not open world or um, there's not as much exploratory uh, discovery because it's a different approach to level design, right? Do you see what I'm saying? Like, you need to define for me, help me understand, how would you compare them? They, they seem similar, but not similar enough to say, Liza P can't get a good score or top score. It has to be compared to Elden Ring. Whoa, okay, wow. That seems like you're going to have a hard time ever really giving a game a good score unless it almost carbon copies Elden Ring. <clears throat> Does that make sense? Nintendo's bigger in the Asian market. Yeah, Nintendo dominates in Japan. They've sold, you know, like I think what like one in every four persons in Japan has a Switch. It's crazy. The the saturation there is nuts. I don't think that's true for PlayStation. I speculated that they were trying to get a better foothold in the Japanese market and they were going to use the portal to do it because it will be gaming on the go and if they turn on cloud gaming then the portal would appeal to a segment of that culture that currently the high dollar play at home console is not as appealing to. AOZ says, your understanding of the ethnic distribution of the PlayStation player base is completely wrong. Yeah, he, th- AOZ would know. He's telling you that that's, that's not true. That I enjoyed the game and I'm an American. I'm just saying PlayStation has a larger Asian player base. I don't think, I think that's factually incorrect, Spectre. I think it's easy to think that. I myself thought that at one point. I just assumed, I just presumed it's almost like an inverse form of being ethnocentric. I was like, well, I mean, Japan, Sony, PlayStation. PlayStation's probably got a bigger Japanese and Asian consumer base, right? I just presumed and assumed that, but I don't think that is statistically accurate. You just said I was wrong and didn't argue why I can't take you seriously. Well, he works at SIE, so, I mean, that's not fallacy of the expert, but... I think he would know the the numbers. You also have to look at population. There's 125 million people in Japan. There's 330 million people in the US and 200 million people in Europe. If you just add United States and Europe alone, you have over 500 million potential consumers versus only 125. That makes it incredibly hard for Japan to be the bulk of their consumer base. Now, you might be saying Asian, so you might be thinking, well, outside of Japan, well, let's go to let's go to Korea and and China or uh, you know even Vietnamese countries. Well, no, that's not. I'm telling you, statistically speaking, 
PlayStation actually has a larger percentage of its user base not in the Asian market. Nintendo has a stronger foothold, I believe, in the Asian market than PlayStation does. PlayStation is driven by US and Europe. Yeah, I think if you check the numbers and the sales and the stats, I think you would find that you're statistically incorrect. I'm not saying it's the bulk. I'm only saying it's bigger than Xbox. Oh, wait, hang on, hang on, hang on. Are are you speaking specific? I'm confused now. I thought we thought you were talking about PlayStation. Oh, wait, hang on. I'm trying to understand your argument in the little bits and pieces that I'm getting. So you're saying PlayStation has a larger Asian presence than Xbox and you think that contributed to Liza P scores? Behemoth with a five bomb takes us over the line to 27. Let's get back to 2,000 members. And Behemoth starts us off getting us. Now I owe you five. Let's get all the way up there, boys. I'll owe you a lot more if we keep it going. These are the best days to gift big members, guys. I know it's fun to do when the viewership's high, but then you end up gifting members to people that uh, that that are hate watching. <laughs> These are the better days to do it. Vector says yes. Okay, now I better understand your position, but I still think you're incorrect. I, I don't. I don't think that the game scored better on PlayStation than Xbox because PlayStation has more Asian consumers. Number one think you'd be shocked to find out that Liza P probably sold better performed better in western and European markets than it did in Asian markets I also think you'd be really surprised about from software and where the bulk of its consumers come from and then you also have to consider the fact that it's doing well on Steam and you have to add Globe but when you don't add Globe and you just look at English it's crushing it English speaking persons are scoring it very well and behemoth with the 20 bomb takes us all the way to the doorstep of 50 just that fast. He says, join me, boys. Let's have a big member day. Hilly hijinks returns tonight. We're going to be playing Lethal Company. You want to be here. Thank you very much, Behemoth. That's massive. By that logic, I could say Xbox players just aren't skilled enough to play these games since completion rates skew heavily in PlayStation's favor. <laughs> Don't do that. <laughs> don't do that, Lobo. Don't take us there. I don't think it's skill. I think it's I think it's outlook. You're trying the game, right? And I don't think that's bad. I'm not going to hold it against people that use Game Pass to try games and then uninstall them when they don't like them. I think that's a smart consumer. You only have so much time, right? I mean, people are critical of me about that, but it's like, isn't that what people do on Game Pass? Like, You're being critical of me when I'm like, listen, I can play a game for an hour or two and decide whether or not I like it. Well, isn't that one of the selling points of Game Pass? So if you're going to be critical of the fact that I do that, then I guess you have to be critical of all the people that do that on Game Pass if you want to be consistent. Gifted member from Stone Spire coming in, taking us to 48. Thank you very much, Stone Spire. Saying PlayStation has more Asian consumers is true because PlayStation saturation dwarfs Xbox. There's just more players, but the ethnic distribution argument is unfounded. Right, and this is where I think you're going wrong, Spectre. 
Let's ignore Xbox for a second. The ethnic distribution of PlayStation is largely in favor of Western and European English-speaking persons. Therefore, much higher likelihood of non-Asians purchased and played Liza P. Do you understand? Statistically speaking, what you're saying still doesn't stand. Because the consumer base of PlayStation leans heavily in one direction, which means there's a greater likelihood that the review score on PlayStation has more Western or European or English-speaking persons in the mix. Then you go look at Steam, same deal. You're going to go look at Steam and you're going to see the score, and I, just looking at English, 92%, 94% in the last 30 days. When I add the world, it stays the same. Do you see? Duke Delicious got a gifted membership from Behemoth. That's one of my favorite names to say. Armored Core does great in Japan. Souls games, not so much. Excuse me. Yeah, 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 yeah. And here's the thing, Spectre. I made the same mistake. I had this weird... I don't know what to call it. It's a form of being almost geo-ethnocentric. Not in a negative way. You're not being disparaging. So don't hear negativity in this. But it's difficult not to assume things from an ethno or geocentric position because it's where you live and it's going to affect what you think I thought the same thing there was a long time where I thought PlayStation did much better in Japan than the West I thought PlayStation and and I thought Souls games did much better in the Asian market and it just simply isn't true it isn't true it's super easy to make the presumption I don't think there's any malice I don't think there's any malice in it Thrash never got back to me. I was going to try to have Doc Dark on so it would be like a balanced uh, show. And Thrash never got back to me. And Doc couldn't come anyway. So maybe we can work it out another week or something. Um, that, that, it could be, that could be fun. If you guys are new here, make sure and smash the like button. Let's set our sights on 200 likes. Hit that subscribe button so you can talk in the chat. We'd love to hear from you. What do you think? About today's topic, Lies of P reviews. Are the critics wrong? I actually argued that I think the critics got it wrong. Uh, I I uh, I actually believe that. I don't think they gave this game its fair its fair shake. A fifty bomb from Resic. Resic with the monstrous bomb of members and takes us all the way to 98 on the day right on the doorstep of 100 members an absolute monster amount of members out of nowhere this guy's gonna make me gift 20 easily every 25 members I have to gift 5 and we are right there touching 100 members. The critiques the critiques are wrong most of the time. Well, now, now hang on a minute. No, I don't know if I want to say that. That's kind of sweeping. When you say the critiques are wrong most of the time, what do you mean? Are you meaning that like most of the time review outlets are critical, they get it wrong? What do you what do you mean by that? Lance says at one point there was a time where PlayStation had a much lower percentage of saturation in the US market, but that was maybe seventh gen, where the 360 had a much larger US presence than the PlayStation 3. That changed the following generation. Rissick says, come on, let's bring it home, and he does a single signal signal, a single member, and takes us to ninety-nine. 
I'm just going to sit here and wait. I'm pretty confident I know what this dude's going to do. He's probably pushing the button right now. We are sitting at 99 out of 100 in risk. No, Patrick steals it. Patrick swoops in and takes the 100th member away from Rissick. That is dirty. So Rissick comes in as the agent of chaos. You love to see it, but you hate it for Rissick. He's like the guy on the Price is Right. It's like $1, Bob. <laughs> or not $1. It's uh, what was the last bet? 500 501 Bob. <laughs> Robert comes in with a five bomb himself and takes us to 106 members. Thank you guys so, so much. <laughs> Patrick, that's dirty, bro. <laughs> I can't believe you did that, Patrick. This dude, this dude Rizik drops a 50 bomb, tries to walk into 100 all by himself, and freaking Patrick's like, no. <laughs> That's ridiculous. <laughs> Didn't PlayStation 3 be 360 that gen in console sales in the end? Uh, Michael, I don't think he was saying that, that that it didn't, in the end, outpace it. He was speaking specifically with market share in the U.S. But, uh, according to what he said, I think this is true. According to what he said, um, they surpassed them with the PS4. That's when uh, that's when they surpassed it. Cristiano Souza says, am I invisible on this thing? I haven't got a reply in ages. I am so sorry. What what have you been saying? I mean, it's kind of hard today because they just shoved all the chat messages out. I see you, Cristiano Souza. No three-month shout-out. I feel invisible. Did I miss your three months? I am so sorry. I'm scrolling up. Where is it? Oh, my goodness. Cristiano Souza with three months. Love the show, Lono. Three months have flown by. Dude, I am sorry about that. That was not intentional. I don't know why I didn't see that. It got... I wish... I need a checkbox on members like I do with Super Chats so that it forces me to engage with it because sometimes what I'll do is this. I'll say... Mentally, I'll say, I'm in the middle of a point. I'm going to thank that person in a second. And then it gets pushed out of chat and I forget. And that's my fault. I'm sorry about that. I need. I wish I could get a checkbox on member renewals. I get like a little heart box on super chats. That would really help me. Uh, Krinav with seven months says, keep up the great content. It's a reforged writer. Why don't you, why do you not love us, Papa? <laughs> why do you not love some of us, Papa? <laughs> Stop it. Stop it. <laughs> It was not on purpose. Raijin with 26 months in a VIP. Welcome back, Raijin. No, I am sorry about that, Cristiano. I missed somebody else's earlier, and it's, it is it, uh, yesterday. It is not on purpose, trust me. It was intentional. Don't let him fool you. Oh, that's... Everybody quit. Uh, PS3 sales by region. Um... But PS3 sales by region still did better in Europe and North America than Japan and the rest of the world. Smiley with 23 months in a VIP, 33 months from Predator, and it's a VIP almost three years in this awesome community. Love y'all. Thank you guys. And thank you for doing those VIPs. If you guys got a gifted membership today, if you're if you're doing your own membership as well, you can bump up to a Reforge Rider. When you're a Reforge Rider, you get to come to the Rider's Room. That's where we plan the next day's shows, make big decisions and things like that. It's only a dollar to upgrade. But we did that because we want folks to jump out of the gifted pool if they can to make room for the people that can't. 
There's a lot of folks who can't afford a membership right now. That's why I'm always gifting. People here are always gifting. We're trying to take care of folks, and that's a great way to help us out, right? So if you can afford your own membership, bump up to Reforge Writer, get out of that gifted member pool, make room for others, and then you get a whole extra segment when you do that. AOZ says, with the ethnic distribution settled, what does ethnicity have to do with liking a particular game? Do people think Asians all like particular games or that they review Asian games favorably? I think what he was saying, again, I don't think there was any malice in what he was saying. I think he was building off of another presumption. I think his presumption was Souls games are popular in the Asian market. Ergo, presumption there is not right, but that's it. that was his presumption. Leading to the next presumption to build on it. That Oliza P did more favorably on PlayStation because PlayStation has more Asian customers. I think that's what he was thinking. And I don't think it's unusual for somebody to think that. I myself thought that. I don't know why. I don't know why. I think the assumption is, oh, well, these are Asian companies. So naturally, they're going to do better in their home markets or they're going to do better where they're indigenous. And I think that that's an easy thing to think. Right? El Nini says, I'm going to bump up when I get home. Okay. I appreciate anybody that does that, man. Thank you. It's not very easy to upgrade. That's probably one of the reasons. We've had some people try that just can't. And it's like, I don't, I'm don't. i not sure how many people are trying to upgrade and can't, but it's actually not very easy. Um, it, I don't know why they make it so difficult. But, yeah. I don't think there's anything wrong with saying certain cultures inform personal taste. Right, I would say it's only wrong if it's done maliciously, or in this case, it's factually wrong. It's actually not true. And again, I I think it's an easy assumption to make. You think, you know, I would think that probably about, you know, some companies, if they're based in America, you might think, oh, they do, they probably sell much better here. And you pro- you might be wrong, you know? it's an easy It's an easy mistake to make. It's an easy assumption to make that you would think, well... The market they are, their home market, the market they are indigenous with, is going to be where they're more popular. Um, on iOS, it's a chore, and they keep shutting my auto sub off. Yeah, I don't get that at all. I'm worried that auto subs doing its thing again. Like every ninety days, I feel like I have a bunch of people come in and say, "Hey, my thing didn't auto renew." Like I feel like it's been. Let me see. Let me look at this. November twenty seventh. And then that, that's 30, that's 60. I can't look back 90 days back here on the back end. I, f- I swear to you, I feel like every 90 days we have this conversation and like, you, I don't know what's you, what, what YouTube is doing or why. Um, He was saying, no, I wasn't saying it for any reason other than it just made sense to me. Yeah, I didn't feel like there was any malice in it. I mean, I, again, I think it's a, I think it's a common mistake. I don't think it's an ignorance. Um, I don't think it's a form of ignorance that's unkind. It's a form of ignorance that's just generally uninformed. I myself was ignorant about it. NFL games are slightly bigger in the USA than Japan. Oh, for sure, for sure. I, you know, I, I would imagine that American football is watched more here, you know, than than maybe soccer. Now, that might change in the coming years, but soccer is the most watched, most played game in the world, and it doesn't it doesn't do as well uh, in, in the American markets, you know? Is Liza P full price? Um, 
That's an excellent question. Uh, da, 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 da. Lies of P on Steam is $59.99 currently. So, yes. I don't think they're doing a sale on it right now. <clears throat> For me, it's every single month. It's annoying. I need YouTube to fix that. That's unfortunate. Dan was trying to upgrade yesterday at the end of the mainstream and he couldn't get it to work. We need him to figure all that stuff out, man. <laughs> we have people that like enjoy membership and can't watch streams along with their premium benefit. You know, like what? That doesn't make any sense either. You're supposed to be able to watch streams on in the back, uh, in the background on your phone with premium and it doesn't work. Um, the PS3 didn't have a great launch, but I would say it still had a better generation by the end of the Xbox One X and the Series X currently. Omar says, all the sales are mostly over. I just checked Green Man Gaming and it's full priced there again, too. Dan says, still trying. They changed something. I mean, this is the biggest I've ever seen the membership drop. And I, usually that happens when I go on vacation because people wait to renew until I get back. So the way YouTube treats it is, even though you're going to renew, you're out of the bucket. So you're not in the total. And then when you renew, all of a sudden, I'll come back from vacation and I'll have like a day where I'll blink. And at the end of the day, I have 200 more members, but I won't get 200 renewals during the stream, right? So I just I just thought it was normal, but it could be something going on with YouTube. They've been messing around with things in the back end. My one page for members and all that, it looks completely different now. So maybe they're messing with stuff and who knows, it might be bumping certain payment types off. Um it was the cheapest Blu-ray player on the market by far. I remember when my father-in-law bought one just so he could have the Blu-ray. I remember that. Yeah. He's not a gamer. He never bought a single game for it. Uh, I've done it before, and I checked all the menus. Well, kicking it with Timmy B figured it out. He upgrades to a Reforged Rider. Thank you so much. Kicking it with Timmy B. I appreciate that. It should be as simple as like clicking the dollar sign button and being like gift a member. If you're already a member, it should just say upgrade your membership or change your membership. But like it should be that simple. I don't know. Fully upgraded. I appreciate that. Refer to my chats above says AOZ. However, I'll leave room for differing opinions. Who's excited for Rise of the Ronin? Well, isn't Rise of the Ronin from the same guys that uh, did Wolong and Neo? Right? Javier Kodos is me. Oh, you're talking about who's excited for Rise of the Ronin. Isn't it the same devs? That has me a little bit concerned just because if it's like that really fast... If it's that really fast combat, that's not my preference. Like, I, I'm, I'm hoping Rise of the Ronin is closer to Ghost of Tsushima than Wolong or Neo. So once it gets so fast, it's just not I just it's not my cup of tea. It's like I, I'm I'm too old and slow, dude. Like <laughs> I'm too old and slow. Mm. 
won that one, but they lost the war with Betamax. We shall never forget. Oh, <laughs> um, you'd go to your friends, your grandparents' house, and they're tech savvy, and see they have a PS2 with no games because it was the cheapest DVD player in the market. They lost the cassette format war to Betamax versus VHS, and they won HD DVD versus Blu-ray format war. Any news on Hellblade Two? Hellblade 2 has been rated, ESERB rated in a market, which means we may see it at the Game Awards. I'm hoping that we get a release date. I'm thinking fourth quarter next year for Hellblade 2, um, just because they were not in full production in the middle of 2021, and that would give them, at the very least, you know, almost almost three and a half years, you know, of, of production. I'd rather them have four to five, you know, it feels like a short that just feels like a short window uh, I don't mind the speed of those games I mind that it is more build than skill based I've not played them enough to know them uh, I've not played them enough to know that I just know Wolong just felt too fast for me <clears throat> I couldn't like I was parrying and then not parrying and I couldn't figure out why I was like I was like okay it was so fast it was hard to know there were times where I was like wait I've successfully parried and I felt like I shouldn't have and then there were other times where I didn't successfully parry and I was like I, it was just too fast from like I said I'm just too old dude <laughs> I'm too old I couldn't uh, I couldn't figure it out and I've never played Neo, but I've watched I've watched enough footage to know that it, it just I just don't think I would I don't think I would like it. <clears throat> I like again I think Sekiro is about as fast as I can go. <clears throat> I love Sekiro, but Sekiro really really took me. It really really took me to my breaking point, you know. So. Wolong has a smaller parry window than Sekiro. Also, I beat that first boss in Wolong, read that it was the hardest boss, and I felt like I didn't need to do anything else. Neo 1 was pretty solid. Neo 2 is so good, though. I, I'm just... I'm a late... I'm just such a latecomer to that kind of game. I feel like I'm a reluctant latecomer as well. Does that make sense? Do you know what I'm saying? Like, I uh, when 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 you're when you're late to a genre, it's you, you can almost feel like you didn't grow up with it, so you don't necessarily have a lot of the endurance. You don't necessarily have a lot of the um, you know, you don't have a lot of the nostalgic attachments. So I think sometimes. If you've if you've not sort of evolved and grown with the genre or with the franchise, it can be harder to get into it. It was harder for me, I feel like, to get into Souls games. Reluctant latecomer, word choice. Yeah, I mean, I, I that that feels how I came into the FromSoft games. I like didn't really want to, but it was like I wanted to give them a shot because people loved them so much. Lona, what do you think of easy mode mod on PC for Elden Ring? I started today, I'm addicted, so much more forgiving. I don't I don't have any care about how you experience the game. Like if you want to do something externally to the game like that to make it more enjoyable, 
that doesn't bother me. I mean, I would argue that you're not actually beating Elden Ring. You're beating some other bastardization of the game. I don't mean that as an insult. I mean, like, I, I, that's not the game they build, right? And I am very much opposed to the idea that FromSoft should add easy modes to their games. Like, I, I, I die on that hill regularly. Um, and I believe... Actually, I don't think I die on that hill. I think I live on that hill. I think the people that try to fight that fight, they're the ones that die on the hill. Like, they don't have good arguments. Um, but in general, I, I I don't care if you do that. It doesn't bother me. It's like, oh, you went and got some third-party mod and you're going to play it on easy mode. That's fine. You know. That doesn't, that doesn't bother me. Now, arguing that a developer should do something, creating an imperative. Um, I don't agree with that because I believe video games are art and I don't think you should have the right to tell an artist what they should do with their work. You know, if somebody wants to make their music really driving and really crazy and chaotic and you're like, it's just really hard for me to listen to. I think they should make it, you know, more calm and more chill. It's like, that's not the kind of music they want to make it's too loud it's too aggressive there's too many swear words like whatever it's like it's their it's their artwork like you you don't get to create an imperative um so that's completely fair i just enjoy it as i can make progress i don't have time to grind it all but i've enjoyed the gameplay and the atmosphere i can totally see why somebody would want to play a game like elden ring and turn the difficulty down because it looks so much like other games that are really enjoyable that don't kick your head in Right? You can play Ghost of Tsushima and have a great time and never feel like, oh my gosh, I can't keep up. You know, the, the Assassin's Creed games that got a little bit more melee uh, combat focused. You know, um, even, even a game like Jedi Fallen Order or Jedi Survivor. So I could see somebody saying like, oh man, Elden Ring looks so cool, but I, I just it's just too difficult. I'd love to play it on easy mode. I understand the desire. That's totally fine. It's when people cross over from desire to they ought to do this. This is something they should do. I I think authorial intent should be respected. The intention of the author should be respected. If If the author of a game wants it to be brutally hard, no difficulty options, that's their choice. Take it or leave it. That's their game, right? If you never tried Sifu, next time it's on sale, it's amazing. Somebody asked me about Sifu yesterday. I forgot to answer this. I did try Sifu, and I really liked it. The camera angle got funky sometimes on me. There are unblockables in that game. I found it difficult sometimes to... It, it, some of the times, the camera would get to an angle where their foot... So the camera would be on the side of them. And so the foot or the hand that I couldn't see would flash unblockable and it was I don't know I felt like they should have done a better job with player feedback because when Sifu clicked like at times Sifu clicked and I was like this is really awesome but then other times I would feel like I would take damage simply because I couldn't see their hand or their foot or sometimes I would get hit from something like out of frame sometimes I just felt like the camera and the angles were were the problem not the game itself if that makes sense like the game is cool and original super dope art style and really cool concept and again when you're in the in in the like when it clicks and you're kind of vibing with it i think it's awesome um 
there were just times where I was like, I, I couldn't see that. Like, you know, I was streaming it, and I remember showing people, like, look, I was like, you could, I could not see that until it was too late. There was something else that they did with player feedback. Is there is there a perfect block or something in that? And like the difference was hard. Like you, I couldn't tell. I think that's what it was. It, there's a, there's a, there's a color or a flash that happens when you perfect block. And there were times where, again, because of the camera and because of the player feedback. I couldn't distinguish sometimes between when I had done a normal and when I had done a perfect. And I was like, so there were times where I would get a perfect and be like, oh, I would have, I would have countered or whatever. I think that was something else that bothered me in that game. Um, so. Uh, hang on a second. Yeah, I think so. We're talking about games in the genre. Uh, I feel a bit weird about it, but I played it for three hours straight. And I was appreciative of it. To be honest, it's still very hard. Oh, El- you're, oh, Elden Ring on easy mode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dodging is generally more effective than blocking. You can kind of duck at an angle and slip... And slip the punches and kicks. I think because I love parrying so much, like I was insistent upon blocking, and again I got frustrated by the player feedback. I felt like it should have been a lot more. You should have had a completely separate color. Like when you perfect block in Lies of P, or you perfect parry in in uh, Sekiro, it's super obvious. There's no question that you got it. And I remember in I remember in in Sifu being like. I, I'm 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 missing that. Like I can't tell. It's too similar. It was like I, I I'm I'm I think I'm describing it correctly. That it's like a flash of red or something. To me, it wasn't that the game was bad or the game was too hard. It was player feedback needed to be more refined. That was it. It was I was missing opportunities because in the mix of combat, you're watching all these different dudes and you're watching all these different things. It needs to be crystal clear, like almost like a bing or like a some kind of an indicator to communicate to me whether visual or sound. Um, there's a visual and sound feedback in Lies and Sekiro. Right, so like, even though I'm watching some giant hulking boss in Lies of P, there's no doubt in my mind when I get a perfect block. I it's I know. I can hear it. I can see it. Same with Sekiro. And I felt like in Sifu, it would be like, well, I would miss an opportunity because it would stun the guy, I think. Doesn't it stun them when you perfectly block it? And I would and I would miss the opportunity to punch them because I'd be like, oh, I got it and couldn't tell. And it, and it just threw off the rhythm of the fight. Um, you know. I'm sure there, I, I know there are people that love that game. Wheezy loved it. You know, just for me personally, I was like, I, I need the player feedback to be more clear. Watching you play Sifu really didn't sell it to me. Not that I'm a Souls type game player. Sifu's less Souls and more. I don't even know what you would call it. You know, it's it's, kung, it's like a kung fu rogue. Um, really cool concept too. Super creative, super original. 
camera angle alone felt obnoxious at times. That was the thing I felt like I was fighting with the most. Sifu definitely doesn't explain its mechanics very well. It clicked for me when I realized dodging was more so the approach. I also tried parrying because I love parrying too. Yeah, Sifu's the one where you get old, yes. Audio description. With a surprised look and his hair flowing backwards, Lono said, Really? Lono then looked up and with his hair flowing backwards said, Another mem- member oh member bomb. Lono sat with his hair flowing backwards. Mash, what are you doing, bro? <laughs> What's going on? I much preferred Sekiro to Lies of P. From knew that if the game was based almost entirely around parry, then you have to be somewhat lax on the windows. Lies wants you to be point perfect. I I read a review of Lies of P and she basically said that there were times where she would get knocked down and then couldn't get back up. And I think I know what she's talking about. There was one enemy in particular that did that to me and I felt like it was a stun lock, but it wasn't. It would knock you down, and as you were getting back up, if you instantly hit block, you'd get a perfect block. It, it, it could, it was not a stun lock. It looks on the surface like a stun lock. You're like, what am I supposed to do? While you're standing back up, he hits you again, but you can actually, you can actually perfect block it while you're getting back up. So I, I was fairly certain. I was like, I think I know what she's talking about because I thought the same thing. But then I just tried it once as I was getting back up and I was like, bing! And I was like, I was like, oh, it's not a stun lock. I was like, you just have to literally, you just literally try to block as you're standing back up. It looks like you wouldn't be able to. But I get up again. Yeah, sorry, sorry. Creature beat you to it, Valiant. A 20 spot from AOZ. $20 super chat. I think it's important to make distinctions for a game with high 90 scores. The difficulty to get perfect scores have an inverse hyperbolic curve as they approach 100. Today's show is significant because of this disparity. That's why I said it's really respectable that Lies of P has a 92 on Steam and a 94 on PlayStation. That's really, really hard to do. That's really hard to do. It's really easy for people to be like, they'll see the score, be like, oh, it's in the 90? Oh, okay. And then they'll play it, they'll be more critical. In Liza P, you can't spam block to parry. Either you hit it or not. The Aegis arm helps a lot. I said you're listening to Lono fanfiction with my hair flowing backwards. <laughs> is that I, I? Is that a meme? Is the hair flowing backwards some kind of a meme? I'm assuming that's something, right? Where, where is that happening? Reddit? Twitter, where what is that is that from something? <laughs> Never gonna keep me down. It's called the Chumbawamba. <laughs> uh, you're assuming you're assuming scores fall on a bell curve. Not disagreeing, just asking. Zubair wants to know. DC Master Race. Yeah, I'm actually curious. I'm curious about something. I want to see how Liza P stacks up on the PlayStation against some of the bigger PlayStation titles. Like a 94% for Liza P on PlayStation. How does it stack up against like Ghost of Tsushima or Spider-Man? 
Like, I'm actually curious about that. Steam reviews are binary. It's recommended or not. It's hard to equate Steam reviews to a percentage. But Crinab, don't you think it's interesting that it has a 92% on Steam? It's got a 94% in the last 30 days, and that's basically the exact same score it has on the PlayStation. Don't you think that's interesting? I think that's interesting. Spider-Man has a 4.9. Okay, so Spider-Man has a higher score than Lies of P. Uh, Hogwarts has a 4.48. That's an 89.6. That's almost a 90. That's really good. Uh, Ragnarok on PlayStation has a 4.84. Okay, so these are landing higher. Let's look at Jedi Survivor. A 4.53. It actually scored better than Hogwarts. That's surprising. Horizon Forbidden West. A 4.66. So Lies of P. 4.72 is slightly higher than Horizon Forbidden West. That's pretty good. Lies, <laughs> the Last of Us Part 1. 4.92. This is the one I wanted to compare it to. Ghost of Tsushima. A 4.54. Liza P has a better score on PlayStation. So Tsushima has a 90. That's good. That's great. That's a great score. A 90 is solid for Ghost of Tsushima spanning two generations, 130,000 reviews for Ghost of Tsushima. But... You know, Liza P has a higher score. Now, that 94% for Liza P is a little bit easier to hold on to. It doesn't have 130,000 reviews. It has 8,000 reviews. Okay, so that makes it a little bit harder on Tsushima. But still, pretty good. Lords of the Fallen, a 3.69. That's a 73%. Yeah, Lords of the Fallen did not do well. Horizon got review bombed because of the end scene. That was in the DLC, so no, I don't think so. It did not get review bombed because of something that happened months later in a DLC <clears throat> that most people probably didn't care about. Users recommending games is the highest honor you can receive, in my opinion. Devil's Advocate says Vengeance. What if the Xbox reviews are the ones that are actually indicative of the game's actual quality? Just a thought. Why? Why would you think that the Xbox scores are indicative of the game's quality? Why would we discount 17,000 reviews on Steam and 8,000 reviews on PlayStation? It only got 5,000 reviews on Xbox. It's less people. It's a smaller sampling. How how would you argue that that's indicative of the game's quality? What, What would you say? Lords of the Fallen's biggest mistake they released after Lies of P. Didn't Lords of the Fallen also have tons of performance issues? A lot of the games coming out in Unreal 5 are having performance issues. Just too early. Well, Jeff Keighley 
maybe jumping ahead of himself he just sent an email rockstar games has announced the first trailer for the next grand theft auto is set to debut on tuesday they didn't say grand theft auto they just posted that image so does he know something or is he being like the rest of us and he's just presuming i think it's a safe and fair presumption i'm just he just he just sent that email Recommend is better than any review score, says Eugene. I only recommend games I'm confident others will enjoy and not regret spending the money on. Um, Yeah, I agree with you. I tell you what we're going to do, guys. In nine minutes, we're going to go hang out with members for a little bit since we've gotten so many members today. If you guys want to try to hit the next milestone, you got some time to do it. I will gift 20 members before we end and you guys can try to bring a bunch of people with us if you guys want to scramble for the next nine minutes you can do that thing you guys did the one time where like i can't i can't go to members until you stop gifting or something you guys did like a member train that day whatever y'all want to do i'll leave it up to you we'll go in about eight minutes and whenever it's time to go i will gift a bunch of members um so uh so creature if you want to do a members and a vip thumb uh, really quickly, you've got you've got time. I want to do I, since we've gotten so many new members today. I would like that to be a uh, something that we do. I don't want to just jump to VIP. We know there's a new trailer Tuesday. No, 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 no. I know there's a trailer, Cliffo. What I'm saying is Rockstar didn't say anything about Grand Theft Auto. Keeley is assuming that and saying that in his email. Rockstar explicitly said Grand Theft Auto. The image didn't say that. Did they say that in their tweet? Did they say it in the tweet? The image doesn't say that. Yeah, what are you talking about? I don't see that. Does it say it in the alt text? Trailer Tuesday, December 5th, 9 a.m. Eastern. Where did they say that explicitly? Rockstar explicitly said Grand Theft Auto. Where? Oh, in a post on their website. Come on, it's obviously GTA. I'm not saying that it's not GTA. I'm saying they're being sort of cheeky and not coming out and flat out saying it. I'm saying Keeley said it in an email. They're not saying that it's GTA. They're, They're obviously being... You know, they're they're generating hype, and sometimes by generating hype, you don't say anything. You just sort of wink, like this. You know, with a GTA background, ah, it looks like a looks like a sunset to me. You know, maybe they got handed the rights to Sunset Overdrive. I don't know. <laughs> I'm not saying it's not Grand Theft Auto. You guys, you're misunderstanding. I'm saying they sent this out. Hey, we got a trailer coming on December. We all know it's Grand Theft Auto. I'm just saying they haven't said that. Oh, they replied. Okay. Well, that was in November. We're very excited to let you know that in early December, we released the first trailer for the next Grand Theft Auto. We look forward to many more years of sharing these experiences with you. Okay, so Sam did say that on November the 8th. Okay. All right. I wasn't saying that it wasn't Grand Theft Auto. I was saying they just, they were being kind of cheeky. They were like, yeah, here's here's an image. You know, we all know it's Grand Theft Auto. 
We all know it's Grand Theft Auto. It, you know, I'm just saying. <laughs> Since when do you cover energy drinks? <laughs> there are some people that didn't understand my tweet was sarcastic. I said, should we check this out next week or will it not be a very big deal? And <laughs> people are like, people are like, you can't be serious. <laughs> kidding around man everybody's so tense everybody's so tense these days all right we're gonna go in five minutes we're gonna go in five minutes to members if you got a membership today uh here we go yeah were the critics wrong let me schedule a member stream if you got a membership gifted you might get a membership in the next little bit because i'll gift some uh, I owe you guys 20 members right now. New members, don't forget, you can get into the Discord. That is a members-only privilege. Not only can you get into the Discord, you can also come hang out tonight. You can come hang out right now. Members-only debriefs. Members-only Friday nights. Tonight, Hilly and I are going to be playing Lethal Company, having some drinks and some laughs, so don't miss it. Uh, lies of P. Critics are wrong debrief okay let me schedule this Charlotte, I wasn't a stop. I wasn't trying to express a thought of Xbox reviews being the accurate ones was the way I felt. I just looked at it as a thought-provoking question. No, oh no, yeah, I think it was a thought-provoking question. Yeah, your question was fine. So I guess if you're not if you don't truly believe it, it's kind of hard for me to ask you like, you know, well, hey, <laughs> why do you think it's indicative of the game's quality? You're like, "Well, I don't think that." You're like, "I was just, you know, you were just speculating. I mean, I'm sorry. You were just playing devil's advocate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I get that. I get that. That's totally fine. Okay. All right. Let me go here in the back end. There we go. Miss that. They really want us to turn on auto-placed ads. Goodness gracious. Lone Wolf says, you're right. I want more than Lono got for his birthday this year. Lone Wolf, okay, friend, now you're just being greedy. Oh, Lone Wolf, what do you say? Lone Wolf says, can we get another member bomb chat? Lone Wolf's asking for more member bombs. Currently, I owe you guys 20. So I will do that. You guys have two and a half minutes in two and a half minutes i drop my 20 and we get the heck out of here you guys have held us hostage before with members and you can do it again today if you want if not we're getting out of here we're gonna go hang out with members and then we'll do some vip Uh, let's see here. Final Fantasy 16 director talked briefly during the PlayStation Partner Awards about the two DLCs they have planned. 
The two DLC episodes will dive further into the world of Final Fantasy 16, where you can experience the dark and mysterious parts of Clive's story. We've also added more formidable bosses and battle content for you can enjoy. I hope you look forward to it. Yeah, am I going to get an actual performance mode? Do you have a performance mode for your performance mode? Any dinosaurs on your dinosaur tour? I like. I really want that performance patch, dude. You know, Sneaky Wolf says, "Hey, I'll help out somebody named Lone Wolf." The Wolf Brothers unite here, taking us to one eleven with the five bomb from Sneaky Wolf. It goes to Doc Nice, Aaron Parker, Bear Metal Gamer, Royce Lynch, and Bob Reeve. And Vengeance comes in with a single and takes us to one twelve. As long as the members are at the top, we're not going to count Behemoth and Rissick. They'll be up there for a really long time because they're 20s and 50s. But as long as these fives and singles, another five bomb comes in from Narwaffle and takes us to 117. As long as the singles and the fives are up there, I'll keep it going. We're just now at two. And another one from Stone Spire and takes us to 118. Keeping the member train alive and pushing us to the next Milestone Lone Wolf's asking for member bombs, and you guys are delivering. Thank you so much. Getting to add more and more people to the community that can tune in to the next segment that we're going to be doing, and as well as tonight. And Soul Train, good to see you, Soul Train. He gifts one and takes us to 119. Thank you so much for doing that. If you guys get a gifted membership, be sure to say thank you to the people that are gifting the memberships. And also, remember, you can tune into the extra content both this afternoon that we're about to go to, as well as tonight. Hanging out with me and my man, Hilly. If you guys have never been here for a Hilly stream, they are hilarious. My man, Mike, under Mike. Chris F. hits 18 months and says, nice. Welcome back, Chris. And Mike under Mike sets it up. 120, a five bomb away from 125. Who wants to slam home the five bomb to take the crown? Thank you guys so much, man. Having this, have it, we'll have more members than viewers here in a little bit. Let's go for it. <laughs> Going nuts on a slow day is my favorite. It's my absolute favorite. It's like, yeah, well, smaller turnout, but we're going to gift members like crazy. <laughs> That's the best. That's the best. Black Ant says, thanks for the gifted member. Yeah, guys, make sure and thank the generous people that gift members. I owe you 20. I'm about to owe you 25. If you keep it going, we will forego the membership. And Detonator does it. He slams home the five and takes us to 125. Thank you so much, Detonator. Keeping the train going. We can't go to members until the train stops. You guys have delayed us before, and you can do it again. Sorry, I can only do one. I had to make my first mortgage payment today. Hey, Vengeance, that's more than enough, dude. You're here all the time. You got a red badge. You're chatting. You're supporting. That is more than enough support, dude. Thank you so much for doing a gifted as well. Make sure you guys that are getting those gifteds, man, turn on those notifications so you don't miss all the extra content, and make sure you check out our members-only Discord. You guys get a lot of extra content and a lot of extra stuff for for being a member and another five bomb comes from black ants he pays it forward black ant says hey thanks for the membership i'm gonna pay it forward and be the agent of chaos pushes us past the 130 and puts us on the road to 150 we are now a 20 bomb away from 150 we'll see if black ants doesn't just pay it forward but he lays it up he could set up a really really nice score and tempt one of the big boys to drop a 20 bomb they lurk in the shadows sometimes especially on days like today when it's primarily the core audience hanging out and we appreciate you guys supporting 
the stream with your viewership as well as with your ongoing members, your gifted members, your super chats, and the like. Um, you will no longer be able to watch any of your previously purchased Discovery content. Oh, they're no longer working with Discovery. Hmm. That's not good. Lono Shoutcasting Gifteds is always good to hear. <laughs> it's fun. It's fun. <laughs> Javier Cotto. No, no, uh-uh. No Javier Cotto yelling right now. No uh, no shoutcasting a soccer match. His name is really, really fun uh, to shout. But Javier Cotto deserves to take a couple months off, man. He went, he went kind of crazy there for a while. And uh, we're, we're, we're going we're gonna to let him have the, uh, the time off. Because he, he deserves it. The guy's a madman. He went crazy. He went crazy there for a couple months. And we appreciate him greatly. He's here. He's lurking. He's being awesome. He's being Javier Cotto. We wouldn't expect anything less. He's the man. And a single from Lone Wolf. And says, listen, it's all for his birthday. Lone Wolf's the one asking for all these members. But he's going to bump the line. He's going to keep things going. Once all those fives at the top fall off, we will go to members. We will go to members. So there's currently a couple of them still left up there. We're not going to wait on the 20 and the 50 bomb to fall. That would be ridiculous. That takes way too long for those to come down. We're going to do it. Another one from Lone Wolf. And he's like, come on, boys. He's like, keep the dream alive. And he takes us to 132. Thank you so much, Lone Wolf, for hitting it again. Taking us to 132. Who won the Eknor Award for November? It's just now December the 1st, so I will probably get those over the weekend from Quiet Shy. That's typically how she does it. Javier Cotto! There he is! He comes out of retirement to drop a five bomb on chat. He says, hey, I'm still here. Javier Cotto. One of the funnest names to say. Thank you so much, sir. Lone Wolf says, we did it, chat. My birthday beat Lono's birthday. Yeah, you guys now gifted more members for Lone Wolf's birthday than for mine. I don't know how I feel about that, but you guys did it. Hilly still holds the record. (laughs) More people gifted members for Hilly's birthday, which Hilly's going to be hanging out tonight. It's going to be a good time. Make sure you guys are here. If you haven't seen the really funny, scary horror co-op game called Lethal Company, we're going to be playing it tonight. Yo, what's good, Whiskey Need? How are you? Wish I could jump in on this extra broke. No, don't worry about that. Don't worry about that. You're a part of it just by being here. Remember this, Lono. This is a lesson here for you. Why is it a lesson for me? Javier Cotto comes in with the 20 bomb. He says, I want to hear the famous Javier Cotto shout out. And I hope I delivered. There you go. 157 rolling it over, meaning 175 is next. We cannot count the 20 bombs as the as the timer at the top. We will never get to leave here. So once the singles and the fives drop off, we will get out of here. But Javier Cotto, the GOAT, brings in another 20 bomb to stack on top. Happy birthday. It's not my birthday. It's Lone Wolf's birthday. <laughs> I don't even remember. What was the record for Hilly? What was Hilly's birthday record? Wasn't it like 500 something? Wasn't it crazy? We need to look that up and see. And have, have, <laughs> happy birthday, Lone Wolf. That's right. 
Always trying to make your show about you. I've been warning you. Those cows would come home to roost. Du <laughs> Bear taking a page out of my out of my soup to make an analogy or colloquialism just break. <laughs> taking a page out of my soup. <laughs> five sixty three No, it's not. No, it's not. The record's five sixty three for Hilly's birthday. Come on. <laughs> That's ridiculous. Happy birthday, G. Everybody's saying happy birthday, Lone Wolf. <laughs> oh, man. I tell you what. I tell you what, you guys. If you can hit if you can hit 200 members, Hilly and I will sing happy birthday to Lone Wolf tonight. We will sing it together. It'll be, it'll be the Brit and I don't know what you guys call me. It'll be the two of us. I'll make I will make him sing happy birthday to Lone Wolf if you guys can hit 200. That's my commitment to you. <laughs> make sure you're here tonight. It'll be a good time either way. We appreciate you guys for making it a good Friday, man. Thank you very, very much. Hilly is a rock star. He is, I mean, I, I really wish that the schedules didn't didn't get so misaligned. Cause when he and I did split screen, man, it was so fun. Shoutcasting you guys playing Halo was just an absolute blast. Nobody gifted on my birthday. It was last Sunday, and I feel slighted. <laughs> as you should. As you should, Vengeance. How dare you have a birthday on a Sunday? Eugene says, please no. The Brit and the... Sh- no, I don't think that's what we're going to call the show. <laughs> solid, solid community. Yeah, dude. It is. It's a fun time. It really is. Hmm... Oh, sorry, I had to stretch. Uh, Ret- Retato, Retatasker? I don't know. I don't know who that is. Made a great video about Liza P. I think he summed it up well why some people didn't like it. What did he say, Crowded House? What was his conclusion? My conclusion was they made too many comparisons to existing FromSoft games. Uh, Detonator with 26 months says, Happy birthday, Lone Wolf. Thank you guys so much for wishing Lone Wolf a happy birthday. And that's a VIP from Detonator on a renewal. You guys did a Halo run? I covered Halo for about a month, and every Friday we did a community game night. It was freaking awesome. We loved it. We had so many great custom games. There was a time where we went back to Halo, and we did custom games and community game night, and Hilly and I shoutcasted everybody. It was so fun. It was so fun. Oh, I really, really was bummed that Halo didn't maintain a, a good momentum. We had a lot of fun with it. That's why a lot of the people that will tell you, you know, I'm a pony and I hate Xbox. Like, they just don't know what they're talking about. They are not aware of the content and the community in our history. All they know is that I was against the Activision deal and that's all it took. Like, nobody actually knows the history of what we do here. Detonator comes in with a five bomb. Thank you so much, Detonator. And takes us to 162. He says, I want to hear this happy birthday tonight. If you guys can hit 200 members, I will sing. Happy birthday to Lone Wolf tonight with Hilly, which maybe I shouldn't made that an incentive. Maybe you guys don't want to hear us sing. So, you know, if you guys hit 200, then you can maybe we'll make another goal for us to not sing. You know, if you guys hit 200, you have to go past it to disable it, to turn it off. If you want to disable the singing incentive. (laughs) Oh, man, we must have had a big day 30 days ago because you guys have gifted you guys have gifted 162, and the member count, the total member count hasn't moved. There, there's there got to be something going on in the background. 
I'm seeing nothing but rejoins right now. So I wonder if a bunch of re-ups are hitting and not counting. That's nothing but rejoins. That's very weird. Does Hilly know he has to sing? Oh, I'll tell him. It'll be fine. Lone Wolf with a $2 tip says, appreciate the birthday. Wishes you all the best. Jay White with 18 months says, happy birthday, Lone Wolf. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Jay White, for renewing your membership for 18 months. I appreciate that. I blame it on YouTube. Yeah, something's going on. It's it, the, the, the total member count's not even moving. I, that's unusual. It's never been like that. They've been messing with the metrics on the back end, too, of, like, streams. I'm like, this isn't right. And then, it, it, like, it'll fix it later. It's really strange. They've been messing with um, how they track certain things in the live environment, and they updated the member page and the monetization page, and I think it messed everything up. It really, really did. Um, yeah, yeah. And now they've now they've got these they've got these background arcs back to what they were before. It's just so confusing. It's hard to know which way's up. Three hundred to have them sing in chipmunk voices, Rock and Robin. Scott Woodford with eight months of memberships this afternoon, sir. I hope you're doing well. Good to see. Uh, going to see Godzilla minus one tonight. Dude, have a good time, Scott. Appreciate that very, very much. Chance, Creature Sync, Creature Sync. No, you. I don't think you guys could gift enough members to get Creature uh, to sing. Have you listened to Vaporware? Uh, wa- Vaporwave? No, I have not. Creature's likely to murder us all and burn our houses down before he sings. We might want to let that dream go. Oh, here it is. Here it is. Hilly's birthday record was 502. Not 563. 502. My birthday record was 131. So you guys gifted 502 members for Hilly's birthday. Unbelievable. He's going to rub that in my face. I have a whole year that I have to listen to that. I have a whole year I have to listen to Hilly talk about how he got more members on his his birthday. The past four days, I've been having wicked uh, buffering problems. Um, I've been running normal latency, so it's nothing on my end. I didn't like switch to low latency. We thought about doing that because it makes uh, chat engagement a little bit smoother. Um... So we, we thought about doing that and we decided not to. So wait, it's still, oh, it's still processing. I was like, come on, man. Really stole your birthday thunder. He may actually have done, he may have done that. <laughs> when was his birthday? Was it like the week before mine? That's probably true. Jay White keeps the member train going and gifts a single member and takes us to 163 keep it going two more singles and you guys might bait a 10 bomb we've only got Jay White is up there Javier Cotto's 5 is about to drop so member train is gonna come to a close and we're gonna leave you guys have it's 2 hours and 13 minutes I do not like letting streams go longer than 3 hours so you guys have some time but once it stops we're gonna get out of here I felt you were running low today. Felt I was running low in what regard? Like viewership or me? Like me running low on energy? Trying to imagine 502 memberships crossing the screen. (laughs) Hilly is five times loved by Lono's own community. That's right. (laughs) 
<laughs> that's so wrong. That's not true. That's not true. Say it isn't true. <laughs> uh. Oh, you felt like I was running low today. Low latency. Oh, maybe YouTube has changed something so that normal latency is faster. And maybe that's why. Maybe that's why people are getting buffering. I'm, I've not changed anything. They might have changed something. Maybe normal latency is a little bit snappier and quicker and it's causing some people to have buffering. That's one of the reasons that we got off of low latency because I felt like I had people say, they're like, dude, I watch streams all the time on YouTube and yours is the only one that buffers. And I was like, I wonder if most people run normal because that's on, that's, that's on by default. And I was going in and changing it to low and I was like, maybe that's why. So we stopped doing it and I stopped getting the complaints and I was like, that must have been it. Maybe we gift based on height, uh, and Hilly is tall, and you are not. All right. There's only one member at the top left that counts on the train. Detonator's five bomb is about to drop off. If it drops off, we will get out of here. I will gift you guys. Currently, I owe you 25, 30. I owe you 30 members. I will gift those before we leave. Once that final one falls off, we're not counting... Um, Rissix and Javier Cotos, because the 20 bombs and 50 bombs, they stay up there too long. We, we would never be able to leave. They're, I think they're up there for over an hour at, at the minimum. Um, The record on my birthday was zero. No, it wasn't. We've never had a zero membership day. That's not true. <laughs> Maybe we gifted based on height. Oh, no, I already read that. Sorry. I listen every day on my $40 T-Mobile phone, but before that, it was never buffering. Yeah, I think YouTube changed something with live streams. They changed how they're, um, you know, recording the numbers. How has it been today? How has it been today? Yeah, because they're still doing this weird thing where on the background arc right now, this video is is got... It, it's saying that we have... Yeah, it's saying that we have the right number of views, but it used to not show that until after I was done. And see, it's saying peak 400. Yeah, and then on the front end, it's only showing 500 views. That's unbelievable. 1,800 is the total. What? A, it's so weird. I don't know what they're doing. I just want to say my birthday record is tied with Lono, says Fuzzy. Maybe because you're short. Lono immediately. All right, I'm getting out of here. <laughs> All right, I'll tell you what, chat. <laughs> uh, yeah, scheduling the video. When did I? I went live at 11. Yeah, scheduling the video. We still get so many impressions before we go live, and that hurts the click-through rate. I scheduled the video at 9.34 and I went live at like 11 we had 18,000 impressions golly why are they still doing that ugh I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna shorten that window man we shortened like 45 minutes I feel like we need to shorten it even more goodness gracious that's just ridiculous am I getting banned again yeah maybe hmm maybe where where is it putting it here yeah and so you can't see it you can't see it unless you actually 
unless you actually check it while you're live. That's so weird. That's so weird. All right, guys. Detonator's membership up at the top is about to drop probably in... I can't give you a countdown. It's probably a minute, maybe less. So, member train coming to a stop at 163 out of 175, and then I'll gift what I owe you, and then I'll spam a link, and we will get out of here. You can only hold me hostage for so long, and it would be, you know, another 40 minutes if you guys kept it going. It's fine. No pressure. If you are here right now and you're like, hey, I got a membership. What in the world's going on? You get to come with us to the next segment, and you can tune in tonight for the member stream with, um, with Hilly. With Hilly. We'll be playing Lethal Company. It'll be hilarious. You don't want to miss it. Also, make sure if you got a membership to get into the Discord. Make sure and do that. I've had like three or four buffering segments today. Really? I wonder if other people are getting that and it's and it's it's hurting us because the viewership was a little funky today. There it is. All right, his membership dropped. Okay, so I owe you guys. I know I owe you 20 for the first 100. Sneaky wolf. You missed the window, bro. You missed the window. Takes us to 164. Sneaky wolf tried to do it. <laughs> tried to do it. He tried. Sorry. Um, you microwave like three or four hot pockets a day. Yeah, somebody around your microwave. Um, has anybody else been having um buffering today? What up, peeps? What's good, Floyd? How are you? All right, let me do my twenty, and then I'll do the others. Okay, it lets me do this now. I I used to have to go like load my stream in another window and I don't have to do that anymore they updated the button spinning 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 boom there's my 20 and then I owe you another 10 for the 25 and the 50 that we got in the 100 if you guys get it to 175 I'll owe you 15 we're gonna wait for that I'm gonna wait for that 20 to finish I'm gonna wait for that 20 to finish I'm gonna refresh on the back end here too and see is it is it, is it just not adding 1851. Right, we're going to let those 20 hit, and then I'm going to refresh and see if it goes up. I, I, I don't think they're working. I think something's wrong on the back end. Okay, there's those 20. I'm going to refresh. Then I'm going to click this. No, those 20 hit. So we must just be actively losing from... Well, no, we went from 1851 to 73. That doesn't even make any sense. That's 22. I wonder if the back end's like super, super delayed. Yeah, that's more than 20. That's weird. It went up by 22. That doesn't even make any sense. I think they might. it might be staggered. That might be from, from earlier. Maybe it's taking longer to hit. All right, let me give you the 10. Here comes the 10 that I owe. Boom. And then we'll get out of here. So if you got a gifted member, you got an email, or you just came in, uh, 164 plus my 30, that's 194 members today, almost 200 members. There you go, Floyd, you got one. And I'm going to spam a link in chat. We're going to get out of here. We're going to just go hang out and debrief as members. This talk show has been over for a while, but people are being super generous and gifted members, and that makes me have to gift. So anytime you're here... uh, 
hitting like or chatting, you're increasing the likelihood of you getting one. And I like to pay it forward and say thank you uh, and gift members back. So there is the 30 that I owe you. Okay. Now, redirect sometimes doesn't work. Uh, I have the ability to redirect you uh, to a new stream. If redirect doesn't work for you, uh, do me a favor. You can click the link in chat instead. We're going to just go hang out and debrief a little bit as members. And it's a great opportunity for me to just chill and stretch my legs and stuff like that. Hey, thanks so much for being a member. You may have gotten gifted a member. We had a nice, big, strong return and a lot of gifted members this week. Just today, 164, which meant I had to gift 30, taking us to 194 members. So if you're one of the lucky people that got a gifted membership, thanks so much for being a member. We usually don't do a members-only debrief on Friday, but today we were not able to do the stream with 30 and still gaming, so I decided to debrief with members for a little bit before going to VIP. Don't forget, new members and long-standing members tonight, Friday, December the 1st, Friday at 8 p.m. Eastern, I will be doing a stream with Hilly. Hilly Hijinks returns. If you've never seen a stream with me and my man Hilly playing, it's hilarious. We'll be playing Lethal Company tonight. It's like a scary horror co-op game. I'm going to end the previous stream. Liza P. Reviews. Did the critics get it wrong?